been waiting for this day for a long time. Oh, boy! Good afternoon, everybody, and welcome to another edition of the Disney Underground, your experimental podcast of tomorrow. This is episode 24, and today's date is February 15th, 2021, and we have a big show lined up for you guys today. Uh, we have an awesome guest from Broadway and the Little Justice Podcast. We have Nick Walker. He'll be joining us today. Uh, we have another edition of the Disney Dollar Game, plus a ton of Disney news and info. And also today, the crew will be discussing our favorite Disney traditions whenever we're visiting our favorite place in the world. So we got all that and more, but first, let's do the Disney Underground roll call. Up first, the best of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. You guys getting suntans up there or what? Oh, bikinis. In our bikinis. Right now. <laughs> yeah, we're getting uh, some sweet rays in this minus 40 below windshield. It's really awesome. The real yeah. temperature is Man. minus 20. That's, That's the, the real, wait, the, not the windshield, the real. The real. That is the real temp. Wow. We have had almost six days of almost zero temperatures. That's it's, nice. It, <laughs> <laughs> Dan, should I mute? Should I, should I, Dan, should I mute? Should I mute Tiffany for a minute? Dude, that's <laughs> brutal. No, it's brutal. Looking at the positive. Yeah. Oh, yeah. that's brutal. Yeah, man. And not very sunny, so that doesn't help either. Yeah, no, our light just went out. Just leave it. It's yeah. Going to okay. So yeah. up next we have from sunny Miami. Such a contrast. Oh yes. We go from frozen arctic minnesota to sunny miami we have joey in the house what's up joey what's up yeah we uh we're uh, today was pretty high today was like 75 oh. it was uh, sunny and uh sweating a little bit you know back fresh from our hmm. our trip from orlando over the weekend obviously meeting up with brad tiffany and miles which was a blast That's awesome. yeah it was yeah. it was it was awesome and it was funny because since obviously since we're on here this is how we you know kind of got to know each other uh to then meet in person but it was funny because it just it kind of just kept right on going, which is kind of funny. It wasn't like we had just met because, you know, we kind of, you know, we already knew each other. So yeah, it was good, awesome. man. They're, and the thing is, they are, um, and not everybody is, they are great Disney park goers to to be with. So because there's some people, you know, you know, you know, you know, you have your, your people, you know, your people that you go to the parks with and you're like, man, <laughs> it sucks. <laughs> so, <laughs> it's just one of those things. And everybody that goes to Disney a lot knows, uh, knows exactly what I'm talking about. So, and now we we bring it to our Disney locals. We have Tiff. Brad's not here yet this yet. He'll be here momentarily, but we have Any Tiff moment. right here. Any moment. Any, he'll make the grand entrance, but as of right now, we have Tiff. What's up, Tiff? Hey, yep, we're hanging out here. It's nice today. In the 80s, though, here, which is hotter than down in Miami, right? <laughs> Ironically, yeah. How, so. Please? It's always it's the weather's always beautiful in Disney, even when it's raining, though, right? Yeah, it's a bubble. Yep. There you so, go. Yeah, but no, we had a blast hanging out with Sam, Joey, and Aiden. We had so much fun, and it was like really nice. Like you could tell from the photos, you guys definitely had a had a blast. It would look like oh yeah, yeah, like so a lot of fun. Get, we got to get us all together. And oh yeah, go well, except. You won't know who Gina is because he shaved his beard. So. Yeah, I look different now. Like, who is this guy? Yeah. 
the, the, the cops were looking for a guy with a beard, so I had to go. <laughs> yeah, but just getting, listen, just getting that taste of us, you know, like hanging out with Brad and Tiffany. I'm definitely anxious to be able to, to hang out with everybody. Yeah, yeah. it's going like, to be, it's going to be a beautiful day when that happens finally. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and the wait times, we were there. Oh, it was awesome. On Saturday and we're blazing through lines. It was, it was awesome. Yeah, so the, wait, the weights aren't bad right now? No. Yep. What are we expecting when I'm down there in March? We expect well, you, you might you might bring the, a little yeah, bit more, might, right? You might bring the bad luck. So I, I don't know. We're gonna see. <laughs> I have no idea. Do kids go on spring break? I well, it's know. early March. It's the first week of March. I'm down there. I'll be down there on the third. They're gonna zoom in, so we'll be fine. Oh yeah. You know, listen. <laughs> the thing that was really good was that you had empty parks. You know, for the most part. And the weather was really good. So obviously yeah. it wasn't overly hot. You could wear the mask. It wasn't driving you crazy. So, it, you know, you know that when you have no humidity and stuff, it just makes things a lot more pleasant, especially mm-hmm. to deal with walking around and stuff like that. So that was a big deal. Disney Springs was, it was hopping. We went a couple times yeah. and it was, it was hopping. So yeah, it feels like more than 35% past year over there. But oh yeah. It when does. I was when I was in Disney Springs in September, that was the most crowded portion of Disney was the Springs compared no question. to everywhere else. Yeah, so. no question. Do they keep track in Disney Springs how many people are entering? I don't know. I have so maybe no that's idea. why it's more crowded because everybody just goes like, we can't go to the park and that's where we'll go. You can't. You, I mean, they can keep track because you're going through security and you're getting your temperature checked. Mm-hmm. Yep. So technically. Yeah, they were doing that. But I just don't remember if there was anybody making a count. You know what I mean? So, I, I mean, they could have been. I just didn't notice it. Or I just don't remember, maybe. It was pretty. Yeah. yeah like little exactly. ticker thing. It was pretty. It was pretty crowded. So, yeah. and, you know, it was it was so awesome to be able to. Sunday morning, we thought we were just coming, uh, going straight to Animal Kingdom and then just going home. And Sam's like, hey, just stop. I'm going to see if I can go to Gideon's. Yeah. And she was like fifth person in line, I think, about 45 minutes before they open. So we walked around with <laughs> the box at Animal Kingdom and we had some of the cast members like, you didn't bring me any? Because people <laughs> know they see that box and they knew exactly what it was. It was funny. Yeah, that Gideon's, yeah. man, it's like a rock star for cookies right now, man. Mm-hmm. That's what people do at Universal, not to bring up, but they walk around with that voodoo donut. So maybe Gideon's is like our people walk around. Maybe. Oh, yeah, that's right. The voodoo donut. That's right. No, I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. Right. Replaced it. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna <laughs> bring my empty box every time so people <laughs> they like some attention. Put some cotton balls in it. Take some. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it's actually kind of gross to think of donuts just melting away all day in that box. Yeah, yeah. That's a good point. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Take care of that. All right. Well, let's uh, let's get into some Disney news. Hopefully, Brad will be here anytime soon. He's going to get docked pay if he's not here soon. Uh, yeah, for sure. You're going to dock it. But um, I don't know what you're paying him for. I'm telling you. <laughs> <laughs> actually, you know what? Before we get into news, I apologize. We have to talk about our sponsors first. Uh, this week, we actually have another returning sponsor. It's Ellie May Craft Company. You can find them on Instagram at Ellie May's Craft Co. And on their website, www.elliemay.com. I'm sorry, www dot elliemayscraftco.com they make a ton of very cool Disney themed products like t-shirts tumblers even pillowcases so check them out you're gonna love the stuff you see on the website and uh, maybe pick up a couple of things I mean I, I haven't seen anyone making pillowcases yet and I think that's like they're the first person I've seen making pillowcases so that's pretty cool uh, I think great yeah that's you awesome right you could bring those to the resort right yeah, yeah exactly why not or on your cruise I don't know that'd be really yeah. fun kids will like it yeah, definitely. So this week's trivia prize is a T-shirt from Ellie Mae's Craft Company. So that's what they can win. And let's uh, let's ask Stephanie how they can win that prize. 
you have to make sure you are following our Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle. Send us a DM with the trivia question answer. The correct answer enters you in the drawing for a chance to win the prize. And one lucky winner will be selected from all contestants with the correct answer. The winner will be announced on our next episode, which will be uploaded on February 22nd. You can answer from right now until Thursday, February 18th at 6 p.m. Eastern time. Good luck. Good luck. And uh, what is said trivia question, Dan? Well, wouldn't you like to know? I asked for a reason, Dan. (laughs) On our last episode, which was uploaded on February 8th, we had a special guest, Maria Papadakis from Lake Buena Visitors on our show. How many Emmys did we say Maria won? Hmm. Oh, Joey knows. (laughs) Joey listened or paid attention at least. So... Yeah, I did. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> um, all right, so guys, let's uh, let's break into that Disney news, man. Let's let's start with uh, Joey. What you got, Joey? Okay. If you're a fan of Randall Park, who plays Jimmy Woo in the Marvel Cinematic Universe, and he is pretty awesome, uh, then we might have some good news for you. A new series is being pitched to Marvel, which I think this is a great idea that would have Jimmy Woo solving supernatural crimes similar to X Files. I was a huge fan of X Files. Um, yeah. So far, no official plans of the series have been announced, but hopefully, it could be coming to Disney Plus, which I think this would be really awesome. Oh, there's some some new uh, cloth um, mask sets that are now available on Shop Disney. There's a Black Panther set with two with a Black Panther illustration on one mask and another one says Wakanda forever. And they're going for $11.99. In addition, there's also a set of four Star Wars masks that include a Stormtrooper helmet, the Mandalorian helmet, Baby Yoda, and one that has the Star Wars logos all over it. And that's going for $19.99. All the masks I mentioned come in youth small and medium and adult large and extra large. There you go. There's just no shortage of masks coming out. No. Yeah. Although, yeah, I actually just bought a new one from Disney Shop. So from when I'm down there. Yeah, they're pretty good. The sizing is, it, it yeah. seems to, it's it's all over the place with some of them. I yeah. don't understand why the, the extra largest some, or the largest sometimes fit really good. And then so it's weird. So that you was struggle. The, the sizing too, I think I figured it out. I think it's the new fabric runs bigger, mm-hmm. like that, mm-hmm. that softer fabric. Okay. The nylon. Yeah. The nylon. I, I guess. It I runs know. a lot bigger. Okay. Um, so, you know something funny though i have so the one i have that i got when i was in disney in september was the mickey one with like the little mickeys all over the place and i got it in large and it was super tight and it made my ears kind of like stick out because of it and it was like super tight but i also had a beard yeah. so i ordered this one in extra large saying oh, i'd be more comfortable so now i have no beard i put my regular mickey one on which is usually super tight with no beard and now that one fits normal so now i'm like oh maybe i shouldn't have gotten an extra large maybe i should have just gotten the large because this one actually fits comfortably now well yeah you're probably no gonna beard. have to compensate for the extra hair yeah i mean when you have it yeah so <laughs> it's a beard? lot of space that beard yeah, yeah no doubt stuff down What's yeah. that? Could have slicked that stuff down. Get bring out your old moose that you used. To yeah, work. I could have. I do, you, just, do you still find yourself just doing this without I, nothing in? Yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. I'm like, I said that to my wife yesterday. I feel like I, I keep going to stroke my beard, and there's no beard. It feels yeah. weird. The animals are, is, is is left. It's gone. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't feed them. Control <laughs> here. What else, what else we got there, Joey? Okay, and it looks like uh, the Din Djarin, uh has lost one of his favorite sidekicks in the Mandalorian series. I know this has been all over social media. I saw it all this morning, and it's been going on all day today. Gina Carano, uh, who played Cara Dune in the popular Disney Disney Plus series, which I'm, I'm sure everybody knows, has lost her job due to some controversial social media posts she made. Uh, Lucasfilms released a statement. Gina Carano is not currently employed by Lucasfilms, and there are no plans for her to be in the future. Nevertheless, her social media posts denigrating people based on their cultural and religious 
uh, identities are abhorrent and unacceptable. So Gina Carano was also rumored to be taking on a leading role in a spinoff of The Mandalorian that's called Rangers of the New Republic, but it appears that will not be happening, clearly. So what did you guys a, see um, about this stuff today? Did you guys read any of the stuff that she was writing? Or I saw it last night and I'm like, that can't be real because I feel like I just heard how the, they would, you know, we had just been, she had just released a statement like a, a couple days ago that about the new spinoff, about how they had big plans for it. And then this, I was like, right. it's got to be like fake news or a joke or, you know, and so I, I sent it to my brother who does our news and I said, please back, do like a background check. Make sure this is actually a story and that it's not just somebody just put it up to be funny. And he goes, oh, he's like, no, he's like, I just read something that she's doing this. And then like literally like 30, 30 seconds later, he goes, oh, yeah, it's true. So I don't know what if anyone's heard what she said, which she said was was obviously offensive. So I get it. Um, have you guys heard what she said? Yeah, I read, I read yeah. some of it. Did she want to be taken off the show? Because yeah. you had to know there was going to be some backlash on that. Yeah, I know. Well, it's- when you get the warning, you know, back a ways, you know, and you keep going. I mean, mm-hmm. what do you expect's going to happen? Yeah. I mean, she really blew it, man, because what a- I love the character. I mean, what a gig. Yeah. You know? And a spinoff. It's like. Yeah, you got to wonder if, if if she wanted out. That's, that's what I'm saying, because it's. But I'll tell you, even bigger news than, than oh. us losing Cara Dune. We got Brad's in the house. Hey, what's up, Brad? Brad, hey, what's hey, up, man? Hey. Glad to have well. you back today. Thank you, thank you. So better, better late than never, but you're here. Appreciate it. Yeah, he was yeah. trying to figure out what he paid you for. He didn't even yeah. understand. So. We, have to, we have to figure out the time and then dock you for the, the pay. Wow. We'll figure it out later. Yeah. Don't worry about it. And you missed the part. Joey shared this thing with Jimmy Chu having an X Files type show. I'm really excited about that. Wow. Yes. Yeah. X Files. Yeah, talks, so that would be pretty awesome. Yeah. yeah. That that's a, a very like understated character, but I think he's he's very um, a nice comic relief. I mean, the whole all the Marvel right. movies have comic relief, but he was just one yeah. of the examples of comic relief. He was funny, and it was a kind of a cool character. And it seems like they'll be doing other stuff, even like kind of outside the Marvel universe to an extent. So it's cool. You can kind of expand on the Marvel universe because if he's gonna do like this whole X Files thing, who knows where he can really where they could bring him? But you always have him in the Marvel universe, so you can always at any point bring a Marvel character in. It's like a bonus. Yeah. Well, what, who is the technical girl that hangs out with him in WandaVision? I forget her name. Kat Dennings is the actress's name. Yeah. Kat Dennings. I forget her, her name in the from show. The, she's from the Thor movies. Yeah. Miles Miles says he ships them. So like, you know, them getting together, having mm. a relationship or whatever. Because they're, they're already having that because... There's that one scene where um, he's talking about having kids and she's like, do you <laughs> want one? And she meant the chips. And he's like, <laughs> it's <Yep>. really cute. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know if she's going to be on that show with him. That would be kind of fun. That'd be cool. She's a good actress too. She's funny. She had, she was on that other show. For, um, I forget the uh, Two Work Girls. I don't, that one, I felt like that was on forever. So That's where, where yep. I know her from. Yeah, that. she's from that. And she's been on a few other things. 40-Year-Old Virgin, a few other movies. Yeah. Uh, Nick and Nora's Playlist. So. I like her. All right. So uh, let's uh, let's kick it over to... Actually, is that is that it, Joey? Uh, Yeah, I think that's all I got. Anything else? Yeah, I think you're good. All right. So let's kick, let's kick it over since he's here. Let's get him right, let's get him right to work. Let's kick it yeah. over to Brad. Let's go, bro. Start, sure. start earning that money. Yeah. <laughs> If you are as excited for Raya and the Last Dragon movie to come out on March 5th as we are, but don't want to take the chance of going to a theater during a pandemic or feel like paying the $29.99 to get Disney Plus premiere access, then I have some good news for you. If you are able to wait... (laughs) 
<laughs> until June 4th to watch Raya and the Last Dragon, then you will be able to watch it for free on Disney Plus as long as you have a Disney Plus subscription. Tempting, but I definitely think I'm gonna do the premiere and see it. I, I just I can't wait. I just yeah, I, I always love these one. when they're like. Yeah, listen, if you can just wait until 2023, you can see it for free. It's okay. Like, just want to know. It's always I'll that. Of you. And, and, by, and by the way, Brad, I think it's actually pronounced Raya, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> just playing. Just playing. Hey, <laughs> speaking of which. It both ways, so you, you were saying. Yeah. Speaking of which, what dinosaur has the best vocabulary? Oh, gosh. Hmm. Which dinosaur has the best vocabulary? The thesaurus. Oh, I love it. That one's for Brad. And you delivered it pretty quickly today. Yeah, I I, 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 it was no, I right? stuck that one in there, man. Like you weren't even expecting. I was saying, uh-huh. okay. I got I to catch you guys off guard, man. But yeah, you that get, one's you get, that's you a, get that's, better. That's a Brad one right there. That's a Brad. There you go. Yeah, I will say, though, you know, Disney Plus is putting out so much content and having us like lined up on weekly viewing mm-hmm. with more shows coming. I could see people being willing to wait until june <laughs> you know that's a great point they got so much stuff to watch right now like yeah that makes sense mm-hmm. yeah, you definitely get your money worth of that service tons sure. of stuff on there yeah so some really other news uh having to do with a uh, service of a different kind walt disney world has announced that they will be extending the availability of the various special offers for active and retired u.s military members members of the military past and present are currently be, being offered discounted hotel rates at select Walt Disney World resorts for most nights from January 1st all the way through December 17th, as long as guests book it before December 18th, 2021. Military members could previously buy a four, five, or six-day promotional ticket through February 14th, 2021 for use through September 26th, but the tickets are now valid for use through December 31st, 2021. The discount for the Memory Maker photo package has also been extended and can we purchase through February 14th for only $98. I absolutely love this element. I have a cousin who takes advantage of uh, the military benefits and I just love the lowering of the flag every day, you know, in town square yep. and tributes that they do uh, to our service men and women. And it's just, it's a wonderful tradition. So happy that it is not one of the programs that is being sidelined during these times. Definitely. Agreed. Well, Agreed. is definitely something to catch in mm-hmm. Main Street. It is really cool. It's very emotional. It is. For sure. Yeah, agreed. But all the way across the sea in our Disneyland neighbors of Asia, Hong Kong Disneyland, which has been closed since December 2nd for the third time due to the pandemic, may be able to start reopening soon. Yeah. Starting on February 18th, Hong Kong will begin to ease coronavirus restrictions because of a steady decline in daily cases. Sophia Chan, who is the Hong Kong Health Secretary, has said, we are cautiously optimistic on the pandemic. So this is a good first step to getting the park reopened. So very exciting. You know, hopefully it won't be the fourth time that they close. Hopefully. 
Hey, so glad that they keep trying. I mean, you see stuff starting to open up a little bit more. Like even in New York, we have, I don't know how, how the sporting events are around everywhere else, but in New York, we haven't had anybody at sporting events. Be, you know, they've everything's been shut down. And now I think starting in about a week or two, the governor basically announced that we, they're going to allow 10% of 10% into, into stadiums and arenas. So even like in, even indoors. So like the Knicks will have people in the garden, the Nets will have people in Barclays to be able to watch them. And I think it's, I think it's 10%, he said. So we're, we're moving in the right direction. And as you're seeing the, the vaccines happen and, but um, yeah, you start to see stuff start to get to that other end, that other side of it. So maybe now we're going to start seeing everything opening up a, a little bit more, even if it's even if it's only percentage wise. I mean, Disney's been open in, in, in Florida at a, at a reduced rate, but maybe that rate will go up a little bit. California might be next in line to start. You know, they're, they're starting to open up slowly, but surely hopefully the parks will start following behind that and uh, and we can go back to normal somewhat, at least somewhat normal, you know? Yeah, agreed. Cool. Thank Never you very know. much, Brad. Yeah, no, exactly. Uh, Tiff, what do you got? Well, speaking of sports... <laughs> just kidding <laughs> or maybe like what your wife might be doing while you're watching sports is Union Burke has collaborated with Disney to celebrate the 60th anniversary of 101 Dalmatians with a new collection of handbags that have the Dalmatian puppies from the film all over them the new collection includes a tote bag zip cross body and a dome satchel this collection can be found at Uptown Jewelers in the Magic Kingdom so that I checked out the purse it's like two 298 so you know <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's all part of the rest of the Dooney and Burke stuff though right isn't it usually about that that right oh yeah it's really right but I did notice when I was looking at it that there's a pretty cool 60th anniversary pin uh, I just wanted to add in there for the um 100 Dalmatian because a lot of people that's like their favorite film so that pin's pretty cool also the purse is nice too. I think it does a good job of incorporating, you know, the art of the film. So if you want to get that satchel or bag or crossbody, run out to uh, Disney Springs. Yeah. No Dalmatians were harmed. No. <laughs> yeah, Dooney Burks does. A, I feel like they do. They always come up with something. They do. They're always collaborating with Disney, so that's kind of cool. Yeah. So what else we got, Tiff? Okay, so apparently. Uh, COVID has caused a big shot, <laughs> which is a new series that is currently being filmed and will be coming to Disney Plus to have to shut down production for 10 days. This is the third time the new series, which John Stamos had to shut down production because of positive COVID cases. Uh, John Stamos said, I was exposed to the virus for a third time and have to isolate again for another 10 days. This sounds like an episode of Full House. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Anyway, Joey. I feel that my job is doing what they can to keep us safe, but people, please follow the rules. Your actions affect so many more lives than just your own things. I think Stamos is correct, and we all need to do our part and make sure to wear your mask and wash your hands thoroughly when possible. Big Shot should be coming to Disney Plus later this year. That's awesome. What, yeah. is, what is Big Shot about? I, don't, I didn't even know Stamos had anything on Disney Plus coming up. <laughs> you know, he, I mean, he's totally a Disney favorite. He's here every year. I'm emceeing the candlelight processional around Christmas time. It's always nice to have him here. I can't wait. I mean, that's one of the things I really missed. My my, my Christmas season, not having the candlelight procession. I can't deny. Yeah. Yeah, I love that. It's one of my favorite things of the year, too, because it's so different. We, I think we've always, we've, me and Dan and Stephanie yeah. have talked about it. It's such a different feel from anything else that Disney does because it's, 
such a like important somber moment, I feel. And um, it's such a cool change of pace. And it's, if you haven't done it yet, you got it. I mean, obviously it's COVID and, you know, but by next year, hopefully it'll be back. And it's like a definitely Disney must do. Yeah. And John Stamos is always one of them ones. Should it's, it's, it's him, but Neil Patrick Harris thing is always another one Absolutely. that's always there. So Warwick Davis. Yeah, Warwick, oh, Warwick Davis. Davis too. D, the letter D. From what Disneyland, the, the sign. Yeah. The original sign. Yeah. But does he really? <laughs> Oh yeah, he's got a lot of stuff. No, I'm ki- I'm not kidding, Joey. Why are you laughing? Did he did, did he per- did he did he steal it like a street sign? Would he buy it? Oh, he bought it. Well, I think he did. I don't know. I didn't ask him because Young Stamos was a little bit of a hooligan. No, you're like, right. He does have the D sign in his backyard. That's he awesome. Back in, back in general hospital. Um, yes. From like a highway or a busy a road out there. Yeah, was, yeah. that's awesome. They probably just gave it to him because he's hot. Well, he's been on ABC forever, right? He did Full House forever, so I'm sure he's part of like that Disney family. Yeah. So maybe that's maybe they were yep. like, yeah, you know, he's he's been around a long time. Yeah. All right. What else? What, what else we got? Uh, hey, Disney has announced that they are shutting down Blue Sky Studios, which was part of 21st Century Fox. Blue Sky Studios was founded in 1987 and was responsible for the Ice Age films. A spokesperson for Blue Sky said, given the current economic realities after much consideration and evaluation, we have made the difficult decision to close the filmmaking operations at Blue Sky. This will affect 450 employees of Blue Sky, but Disney will be working with them to find other possible positions for them. I'm going to be honest, I'm not even surprised. I kind of feel like, do they need Blue Sky? They already have so many other things. Like it was just, it was part of the acquisition. I think this was always kind of in the works that they were always, I mean, I don't know any different than I still else. like Blue Sky though. They were no, good. I do, but I think you're going to yeah. see anyone that w- anyone that's responsible for any good work that came out of Blue Sky. I think you're going to see end up oh, uh, in other course. places within Disney. Yeah, but we'll I feel like someone else. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. So like whether it be Pixar or wherever, but I kind of felt like when they when they took 21st Century Fox, I feel it was more for like their catalog more than the actual studios. Yeah, of course. I think that's what it was. I mean, just my opinion, but yeah, I, I didn't stick, I didn't, stick at the Comcast. <laughs> but yeah, I was not surprised that that's kind of in the works to start moving away from that. Yeah. So. All right, Tiff, what else? Okay, Disney has announced that portions of the Contemporary Resort will be closed for refurbishment starting in April. The Walt Disney World website says, starting in April 2021, Disney's Contemporary Resort will begin a refurbishment to reimagine guest rooms, while some main tower rooms will be unavailable during the refurbishment. Most resort areas and amenities will still be available for guests to enjoy. Uh, This refurbishment is expected to be completed by September of this year. So they're doing the Polynesian right now too. So it just probably makes sense that they're getting, you know, those two in line. And I'm sure the Floridian probably will come along after it. That'll be good. Yeah. I love this. You know, we always, you always take the monorail through the main like core of the contemporary. We always stay in Bay Lake Tower and we've never stayed in the contemporary building, but those rooms are so interesting with all the doors facing out on the opening. And I'd love to stay in them, especially now with a reason with them being refreshed. Like Absolutely. This. And the rooms are soundproof, which is amazing. So, you, you know, and I don't know if you guys have a story, any of the, I'm, the any of the uh, the ways that it was built the contemporary of like any like the documentaries they actually the whole room was placed in it like they said in fact it's a quote from Marty Sklar when they built it they had they built like the outline and it's almost like a dresser where each room was pushed in like a like a dresser drawer have you guys ever seen the documentary where, where I haven't seen the documentary that? I want to see it they were going to be able to replace them easily that was the purpose yeah of it, you know our 
I heard that that is kind of a myth. Maybe, maybe I don't know. I, I heard that too. And then this last year, I heard that that wasn't really true. Once I've actually seen the footage of them placing them in. So. Yeah, yeah, that way. But they were never. I heard later intended to come out. The people that like worked on really. Like, Dan, are you calling Marty Marty Scar a liar? Yeah. <laughs> All right. <laughs> That was a rumor. Yeah. Maybe maybe he was just play, maybe it was a cool. Listen, it's a cool little footnote about the story. So maybe yeah. when it became a rumor, maybe they just stuck with it and said, "Yeah, that's what happened." We put him in like chest <laughs> of drawers. That was the plan the whole time. But um, but yeah, it's a, it, it was a cool way, like you know. But yeah, I think I feel like I see. I feel like I remember what, what Tiff was saying when because I remember his was like a voiceover when he was saying it. And I feel like I saw like an old footage of them using these cranes to put it in. Yeah, but I could be wrong. I you know I'm just trying to remember it. But um, there's a bunch of cool like well, having intention documentaries mean that everybody was on board with it too. Yeah, had the intention. Maybe somebody did it. I don't know. Cool. A lot of people were working on this stuff. <laughs> yeah. That's I've noticed is tons of Imagineers worked on all the resorts and the parks and stuff. So who knows? Yeah, very true. Thank you for the news, guys. And uh, let's bring it over to Steph. Steph, what do we got? I have bad news. (laughs) Great. Here we go. Sad story, Steph. (laughs) Christopher Plummer passed away on February 5th at his home in Connecticut at the age of 91. I did not know he was 91. No, me neither. Yeah, yeah. That, that is crazy, right? I That's, I mean, that's a full life. Yeah. That's God bless. Life. He looked good up until the end, I thought. In 2009, Plummer voiced Charles F. Muntz, who is the villain of the Disney Pixar film Up. Christopher Plummer is best known for playing Captain Von Trapp in the Oscar-winning musical The Sound of Music which can also be watched on Disney+. Plus. The entire Disney Underground cast sends our condolences to his family. Rest in peace. Right? Yeah. Lost, uh, I feel like I feel like 2021, we've lost, like, I feel like every other week we lose another legend, man. Like, I don't I remember it being this bad. Again, they're not, a lot of them are older. Cloris Leachman, Mr. Plummer, Tommy Lasorda, but I feel like we've lost, you know, Hank Aaron. They've all lived full lives, but I feel like we've lost a lot of legends in yeah. like literally like a month in, in a week. Right, month yeah, month. like in two weeks. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it, like I said, Lasorda, Hank Aaron, Cloris Leachman, Dustin Diamond, who uh, was very young. For, yeah, uh, that came uh, out of nowhere. And, you know, and and, and now and Christopher he- Plummer. No, Larry King. Oh, and Larry King. Yeah, I, she mm-hmm. me for yeah Larry too. King, another legend. I mean, again, all all these guys live, you know, long for lives, obviously with, uh, with oh. some, obviously not everyone, you know, Dustin Diamond was very young, but yeah, just, I just feel like a lot of people have passed away and it's only what's February uh, 15th. It's crazy. I don't know if they're going to, what they're going to do with the Saved by the Bell reboot. I know he wasn't on right season but maybe maybe they'll at least do, i'm sure i'm hoping they'll do do something i don't know why he wasn't on it maybe there was some type of contracting who knows but I, I would like to think that they'll do the respectful and the right thing and and, and pay tribute to him some way somehow i'm sure they will next time uh, i'm sure they'll do something all right steph what else we got anything better yeah please Disneyland well, paris is continuing to use the covid closure to get some refurbishments completed in the park so that's good yeah, yeah. depending on how you look at it might as well do something something while you're doing nothing on top of refurbishing Sleeping Beauty Castle and Main Street Gazebo, like we mentioned in last week's episode, they are also in the process of refurbishing Snow White and the Seven Dwarves attraction. Hopefully, they will have it completed by the time the park reopens on April 2nd. That's right around the corner. Yeah. Which, uh, which version of 
of that attraction do they have there? I don't know. I think it's more like the old one that Magic Kingdom had. I don't think it's like it's not. I think. Don't quote me. I'm pretty sure it's like it's that version of it. I don't know if it's the same exact version, but I think it's like more like that than the the my train. I can't, I can't remember that. That I either, would think but, so. Yeah. I gotta ask Angelique, but no, she was she was there a couple of years ago. She would. Oh, yeah, that's right. I gotta ask her. So. Um, I have something else that's super duper cool. Well, let's hear it. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> a lot of us know the story surrounding the Haunted Mansion at Disneyland and at Magic Kingdom in Disney World. But do you know the tragic love story of the Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris? Yeah. No, I do not, Steph. Can you tell us? Yes, I can. And I can tell you where to check it out if you want the whole story. I'm very excited about it. Disney Parks has shared a great virtual ride through at Phantom Manor at Disneyland Paris video of the ride, which lets you see all the classic elements along with the reimagined story and its cool additions. And it is cool. It is super yeah, cool. I, I saw that. It looks really cool. Yeah. It's nice uh, just for people in general who can't go to Paris. Like right. I do it with the one at um the one at um sorry Tokyo Disney Sea. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because I've always wanted to see that one. I know. Who's yeah. it? Us too. Yeah. Well if you listen closely you might hear the voice of the famous horror film star a detail that is unique to Disneyland Paris favorite Vincent Price that is so cool I love that guy yeah oh do I do you remember when he would cameo on Mm Scooby-Doo do you guys remember that they'd have the cartoon version of him yes I I love them Yeah, I love when you used to have the guest appearances on Scooby-Doo. Jonathan Winters. Remember Jonathan Winters? Jerry Reed. Oh, yeah. Reed. Yeah, I remember the Harlem him Globe on there. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Harlem Globe Batman and Robin. Yep. Yeah. yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Steph. No, but no that's okay. If In case you were wondering. <laughs> Phantom, <laughs> with Phantom Manor being located in Frontierland, it only makes sense, y'all, <laughs> that we even have a haunted mansion western town scene. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. There you yeah. go. All right, Dan. It's uh, your turn. Thank you, Steph. Let's bring over Dan. Well, unlike Stephanie, I have some good news. Oh, good. <laughs> Thank good. you. The president of Disneyland Resort, Ken Potrock, has sent a letter to cast members commemorating the 20th anniversary of Disney's California Adventure. According to the letter, one of Disneyland's top priorities is to get cast members back to work. In the letter, Potrock says, currently planned to begin mid-March, we will debut an all-new limited-time ticketed experience. Keep listening, Gene. Focused on our world-famous food and beverage offerings around the resort. Oh, I love it. I'm going to need a minute. Just give me a second. The latest merchandise, for me, and unique, carefully crafted entertainment experiences, all to be offered multiple days a week. With limited capacity and with enhanced health and safety measures in place, guests will once again get to step into a magical Disney environment, an environment that will provide memorable and fun experiences our guests are craving. According to some cast members that have already received the call to return to work, Disneyland will be reopening Main Street USA from the entrance up to Sleeping Beauty Castle with limited capacity. Cast members say that on March 14th, the shops and restaurants along the iconic street will be reopening for guests. Disney has not made an official announcement confirming this yet, but hopefully they will do soon. Sweet. It's pretty sweet. I wonder what that view is going to be like 
for oh. this on Main Street. Yeah, I don't know. That's really cool. Super cool. I, I can't wait till we get a, a reopen date and just, just to know the date. Because we know they're going to reopen. But when we get that date, it's going to be like, feels like who knows when it could be, but then you know. Yeah, at least it's giving everyone out there a taste. Yeah. yeah. The hope that it's that we're going to see it very soon, hopefully right after that. Step in the right direction. Yes. Well, if you are over at Epcot, then you should stop over at the Soul of Jazz, an American adventure, to check out a new exhibit that is now on display. They now have a saxophone on display that once belonged to Charlie Bird Parker, who is one of Kansas City's most celebrated jazz icons. It's definitely worth taking the time to check out a piece of American musical history. That's awesome. Yeah, That's pretty cool. cool. Yeah, very timely with Soul and everything yeah. yeah yeah it's perfect I mean, and even today I, I was i don't know if you guys saw uh as recently as last week um lou mangella was even posting about this whole thing with the, the jazz thing they're doing in epcot he was actually at it and and, and looks really cool a special soul photo op at, by the american pavilion as well oh yeah Ooh. yeah so the photo person is over like in a corner so you might miss him but try and it's in between the, the shop there and the pavilion where you go in to watch the show. And he does like three different portraits and they put it together um, with the soul, you know, stuff like a magic shot. So check that That's out. That's cool. Definitely. Yeah. Um, yeah I, I, you know what? I, I'm one of those guys. I love jazz, but I don't really know names of songs or artists. I just like when it's on, it, it it's like just right. I put you in a cool mood. You know what I mean? Like it's you feel cool when you listen to jazz. And again, I don't really know artists. I don't know songs. I just, because it's usually, it's like, it's just, it's for the most part, it's like just, it's instrumental and it's just kind of soothing. So I love jazz. I just don't really know jazz song names. I just, just, I just love listening to it. Like jazz, Stephanie? Yeah. No, Dan? Is she, is she fibbing? I think so. Well, I'm not going to say <laughs> I don't like it. It's, it's not my first Don't choice. offend all the jazz musicians. <laughs> my first choice. It's not my it's not my first choice either. I just I just I do enjoy it if it's on. Like I I won't go to a jazz channel, but if it's like if all of a sudden I'm somewhere and it's on, I'll I can feel it, you know? I can vibe to it. Okay. I just don't like when it gets out like <laughs> Is that scatting? Is that little scatting? <laughs> That's the kind of you know what I mean. That doesn't relax you? <laughs> no, I mean I, I hear what you say. It almost sets off your anxiety, right? Yes. You want to be like, stop. Yes. <laughs> I get it. I get it. Okay, so now let's welcome a host of the Little Justice Podcast and Broadway's Nick Walker to the show. What up, Nick? Hey, what's up? What's up, everybody? I got to tell you, you're, uh, you're a great follow on Twitter, Instagram. I love the podcast. I love how you love Disney. Um, that was one of the first things that, that drew me to you, just seeing your love of Disney. It's just so cool. Um, oh, yeah, but before we even get into all the, yeah, it's awesome. And before we get into all that cool stuff, though, I really, I just want to say um, your documentation of your, your battle with, with mental health. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's something that I wish more people that had your platform would discuss. It's unfortunate that I feel like it's almost a negative stigma goes on a lot yeah. of stuff. And so I just seeing that you document it on Instagram and everything else, it, it's, I commend you for that because I really feel like more people with your platform do need to talk about it because it shouldn't be something that negative should be put on because, I mean, at the end of the day, we probably all have a little something and we should all address it. One, I'm, yeah, dude, I mean, again, thank you. This means a lot to hear from you. And um, and I will say, I mean, straight up, yeah, that's exactly why I do it. I, I really, I, it is so much more common than I think we would like to admit. And normalizing that, having people understand that there's nothing wrong with you. That's the biggest thing, mm-hmm. right? It's not like you're broken. It's not 
not like you're not functional. This is something that you have that you, that is that is preventing you from you know leading the happiest life that you can possibly lead. So why wouldn't you want to take a look at that? Why wouldn't you want to investigate that to its fullest extent? And that's what I've always you know loved are people you know um, people who look you you choose what you want to put out into the universe, and especially with social media, which is so much right. Like you can you can really you know there are people who are are fabricating whole entire lives for themselves on social media that do not exist. But like for me, I, I've always just appreciated people who are genuine. And it, it doesn't mean that I don't know their entire life, but I, I know that they they share what they share is really happening and is real. And, and that's what I've always tried to be is just real. Like I, I just I don't I don't want to hide things. And especially when I know that I potentially have somebody looking to me who could benefit from hearing about it. So yeah, I'm, I'm I, I just uh, also because I'm not ashamed of it. Like it's not um. Mm -hmm. I think that's the other big thing too. It's like anxiety, ADHD, like that's, that is huge. And that is, not, that's such a big part of me. And it's a part of my successes. Like that's, that's the other kind of crazy thing. There's a drive. I think if you looked at the amount of successful people with anxiety, you would find a strong correlation, right? Because it does on, on one hand, it is a driver for us. It is an engine that says, get this done, make this happen, have this, ha you know, like, like our minds are focused when we are busy. Do you mean like that's how it works? So, Mm -hmm. I think there's a lot, if you know how to wield the sword, there's a lot of benefit to it, but it's also something that I think, yeah, man, it's just, you know, uh, yeah, exactly like you said, I, I just, I don't, I, I think the more that we can do to get rid of the stigma and to normalize it and to let people know that everyone's dealing with some bit of it, especially now, like there's no way, I don't care what side of political spectrum you're on. I don't care yeah. where you live. There is no way that we're going to come out of this without trauma. Like we're all, yeah. this is very, this is a very traumatic time. So making space for that now, do you know what I mean? Doing the work now so that as things start to come back and normalize, we really can find our center together. I think we'll, we'll be, we'll do wonders for us. We'll be able to be in that space so much easier. This won't feel at all out of our reach. And that's what I want. I don't, I don't want anybody to feel like, like healing is out of their reach. I want, it to, want, want them to know that it's right here, right now, you know, if you, mm -hmm. if you need it. So and again, I, and so I just want to say, I, I do applaud you on it because it is something, like I said, that's just not talked about enough. And, um, Hey, thanks. I appreciate, appreciate you. Appreciate you. So let's get into some more of the fun stuff. Now that we yeah, got dude. some of that serious, serious, serious talk out of the way, let's talk about some of these Broadway accomplishments that you have. I mean, where did that passion for becoming a, a performance artist come from? You know, it's crazy because I, 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 I have no, I can't tell. I have no idea. It's so, uh, I knew, so I knew from a young age, I love stories and love storytelling, but Broadway was, it was never like, it was something that, that I always thought was cool, but it was never the goal. I just wanted to tell stories. And even now, you know, I, I think, I think Broadway is like, it, I, I hope that I'm able to look back at my career and Broadway is one amazing stop on a very long ride, you know, mm -hmm. it, it, like, and I know that I know, I know how privileged I am to be able to say that, but like, I want to tell stories on every medium. I really do. I really do. I don't. I don't want it to just be relegated to one thing or the other. Uh, I, I really do want to be able to be, uh, you know, telling stories everywhere. But Broadway came about because I, I've always had a love of theater. It's always been something that I find fascinating. You know, it, I, I went to school for theater. Went to school uh, to NYU. I was uh, studying Shakespeare at the Classical Studio NYU. And you know, when I got out uh, of there. 
I mean, I could sing and I, I could act and, and though, you know, I, I was singing in rock bands and stuff like that and ended up doing some, some regional plays and musicals and such. But, you know, it, it's this funny thing, probably, because like, I, I really do feel like I've snuck in the back door. You know, they, they, they tell, they talk about how you, know, you have to be a actor and a singer and a dancer. I can act. I guess I can sing. I can sing, but like, I've never been. Oh, like, you can sing for sure. I can sing. I've heard like, you sing. You can sing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I've been several that, that was like it's I was always an actor. Acting was my thing. And then I cannot dance at all. So like that that part of it was always a mystery to me, man. But I've been very fortunate enough with these shows to have people who, you know, believed in me enough to be like, Yeah, we know like if the show required dance, <laughs> they taught me how to dance. Yeah. Um, so I can I can do a very specific set of moves from a very specific <laughs> set of shows. Other than that, I cannot dance whatsoever. Uh, but it's been it's been a journey, dude. And I I love that community. I think there's something so special, right? With you know, if you're dealing but with TV and film, you know, those film in New York and LA and Georgia and other places now, but but like you 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 can you can access it by just turning on your on your computer, turning on your TV. You see it. You go to the mm-hmm. movie, you see it. With Broadway, our industry, which is a a billion dollar industry you can only see it really i mean you can see the tours but the broadway shows really happen in a one city in between 52nd and 40th street in a in a 12 block radius do you mean like that's that is where they happen it's this very concentrated thing so it it occurs to me that anybody who knows me from my broadway work is a very uh i I really appreciate their their support because they had to come find me Mm -hmm. i mean it wasn't like like you you really had to seek me out you know and and especially with hamilton uh you know which kind of changed the paradigm in so many respects in terms of the accessibility of the broadway actor all of a sudden you know we we kind of were of that of a different status because of the far reach of the show but even that like most people even now even you know i joined them right when they opened that was 2016 when i joined they just they opened it uh late 2015 and even now five years later most people have not seen the show live it really most people have seen the disney plus version or they've heard the soundtrack so it really is this kind of special thing where even that you've sought us out I'm just very proud to be a part of it. It's uh it's a very it's a very cool club to be in to to say that you've 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 been in a show on Broadway, you've led a show on Broadway. Especially a show like Hamilton, which was like that's like the rock star of, of Broadway shows. I mean, especially in the in the recent history. Yeah, it's it's it was a pretty special thing, man. I um you know, it like like I'll say with with Hamilton specifically, it really came down to you know, I had always, I had, I'd gone in for it a couple of times. You know, I was doing Motown at the time, which was a very, very, very interesting show. I'll say that. I'll leave it at that. But it, <laughs> it was, we were closing soon and I was getting married and I needed money for my wedding. And uh, Hamilton had seen me a couple of times when they were still called the Hamilton mixtape before they were on Broadway. And I, I didn't know, um, you know, I, I just didn't know what else they wanted from me. They, they'd seen me for George Washington. They'd seen me for Aaron Burr. They'd seen me for King George. But, um, you know, in terms of booking that show, I I just I just wasn't sure and I and I also had an insecurity and because I, I I wasn't a rap guy I hated rap was not my thing you know I was more I'm, I'm the Rolling Stones I'm Sam Cooke I'm Jethro Tull I'm like you know classic rock really and, and soul Elton John I'm, I'm obsessed with Elton John but you know this was not my bread and butter so I just never quite booked it and then one of the final you know when I was 
Motown was closing. I needed that job. And one of my buddies said, I was going to go in for Hamilton again. One of my buddies said, you know, I know you don't like rap, but remember, this is just like Shakespeare. It's just heightened verse. And that's when it kind of clicked for me. And I was like, oh my God, yeah, it is. And then I got in. And it from that moment on, my life, my, I mean, it changed my life from then on. It was a very, I was very shocked that I was in it. I was like, are you, like, truly, I always feel like I'm sneaking the back door of these shows. I'm like, I, y'all know, like, I, I don't really, I don't really belong here, right? Like, this is very- <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for someone to catch me. Uh, but they kept me around. They, I did that show for four years, you know, all together. I, I mean, I, I will honestly say the best four years of my life. And I got injured more in that show than any other show I've ever done in my life. I mean, really? I got, oh my God, I got a show. I got a big old shoulder injury. I got a, I got a vocal. I had a, I had a, like a pre polyp on my cords. I had a, I had a, a calf strain. Um, just because, I mean, the show is the most demanding thing you'll ever do physically and, and vocally. It's, it is, uh, you know, as, especially as Burr, who I played, like you, you don't stop talking. You just, you just talk for, you know, two hours straight and you're, and you're dancing, you run around. So like you, at first I really had to, first of all, you had to find your, uh, you have to find your ease with it. Like there's a, there's a, there's a need that you'll have to, to gun it and like really hit it hard every night. And then you quickly learn that you cannot do that eight shows a week. So how do you, <laughs> how do you give the same caliber performance, but with less effort? How do you, what, how can you find that, that kind of Bruce Lee middle passage, right? Where it's like, you know, you're going with the flow of things. You're allowing the, the, the show to help you out a little bit. Once you find that, it becomes that much easier. But that, that, that road to get there took a couple of months. And I, and I had great people to learn from, you know, Leslie set the paradigm and he's amazing. Brandon Victor Dixon was the burr that I, uh, I understudied on Broadway and he's, I've, this is my second or third time understudying him. And he, he is, he was nothing but helpful. And I, I, you know, and at that point there were four, by the time I opened my company of Hamilton, there were four other burrs. Um, so, you know, we all had a text thread and, you know, we just, just like share trade secrets and check in on each other and make sure everybody's okay. And, and Lynn is a amazing he's an amazing boss tommy our director so like it was it really was this um this special moment man and and especially when i left broadway to go do the tour that that was incredible because it's one thing to be in hamilton you know once it's open and running but like with the tour you're going to these cities for the first time i was i was opening that tour so i'm i get to have a, a hamilton opening night every two three months and these cities open up to me you know what i mean like so it was just it, you you got to see the best these cities had to offer like people, people really showed you their best. And I, it was, I loved it. I loved every minute of it. I, I really did. So, yeah, man. So, yes. Yeah, so, so then you had, you had Hamilton, all that success. And then you move on to Ain't Too Proud, which yeah. unfortunately it seemed like you didn't really have time to settle in before they, they, they shut the doors on Broadway. I know. So before, before I even ask you about what that role is like, Otis Williams. Yeah. When it comes back open, are you, are you going to be part of the cast still when it reopens? Yeah, that's that, the plan. You know? No, that's the, that's the plan. I, I mean, I'm so, I love that show so much much it is um you know it's one of the, like it is again it's another show that i i, I did not think i could ever uh, do um because it is so hard it's just and I, I hate when actors do that i hate when they're like oh my god what i do is so hard like it's not about that it's just like you know again i thought burr didn't leave the stage this guy truly does not leave the stage and is doing all these moves and narrating the entire thing it's i mean it's a similar role in a lot of ways but um you know i i just like i was in there for a good month before we shut down and even those you know those like what you know 28 performances that i got to do I mean, you, you, I, I found a rhythm with it, but it's like, it's a lot. Like, cause you are the show. Like once it's moving, mm-hmm. it's going and it's you. It's just you up there 
talking to the audience, being with the guys, singing a song, dancing, like it's a full thing. So I'm, I'm extremely excited to get back. What's been nice too, is that over the pandemic, our producers have really made a point of getting the guys together to perform, you know, and do some really cool stuff. So that's been really fun. Um, we got to do, we did a, an Amex presentation uh, uh, with our show for uh, surrounding, you know, kind of connecting the Black Lives Matter movement to civil, civil rights movement and talking about those correlations. And then uh, a little later, we did we did Macy's Day Parade. We did the Christmas special at Rockefeller Center. We did, oh my God, what was the third? There was a one, oh, the one night only, the one night only Broadway special with NBC. So we, we got it. We got to do a bunch of cool anti-proud stuff. And I'm, I'm very excited to come back. I, uh, you know, the, those boys, are I mean a lot of those boys in that show I came up with are truly guys that we've been in this industry together since we were babies you know so it's nice to be up there with them kind of doing I can't I yeah I cannot wait and I and I also think that it's what's nice about Ain't Too Proud is it's a show that speaks to the modern moment it is absolutely about the temptations but more it's about these five young men of color in a in a time of tumultuous change and and that's and it doesn't hide that and I think that that is um a, sh- a story that's very much needed right now so. You know, I, I do not know, rather, I can't say, um, the exact dates of return, but I, but those conversations are happening. And my plan is to be right there, right when those doors open. I, I, uh, I love that show. And I also, and quite frankly, you know, it's one thing to play Aaron Burr and that, that role is a legend. And, and I am so thankful, but the show is called Hamilton. Um, even then it's an ensemble piece with Ain't Too Proud. That really is my show. That's my first time that I've had my name be like the first one, you know, what I mean, like above title and, it means a lot to me. So I, I, I do want to finish that out. I do want to go, go back and, and give that another whirl. And you know what also is, what is also cool about it is we all grew up listening. I mean, I, not, I mean, I'm not old enough to have been around, you know, but I mean, my parents played yeah, the yeah. temptations. I grew up listening. I mean, so where, where Hamilton just was like a, a rock star of a show, it's about history. This is about yeah. almost like, not say current, because again, it's no, no, yeah. a little bit older than, than, than our time period, but it's still like in a relevant time. Like our parents listened to that and they were, we grew up listening to any oldie station was playing the temptations. And so it's kind of, I mean, that's gotta be kind of cool to play a guy that is part of pop culture. And it's, well, I mean, there's something about that music, man. I mean, that's the thing, you know, my boy Ephraim's, uh, starred in that, you know, he was, he and Derek, my boy Derek were the, you know, the two that I, well, I came and replaced Derek, but, you know, I went to see them perform uh, before they left. And they were both, you know, obviously spectacular. Ephraim got his Tony Nam off of that show. And, and so did, uh, so did Derek. So did Derek. I think Derek Ephraim. Oh, now I'm confused. Whatever. <laughs> Point being, you know, they all got really, really did amazing stuff with that show. But you go and you sit down and you listen to that music, man. Once that drum kit starts, there's just something they, that era, they were able to capture the simplest form of music and put it out to the masses and make it palatable and make it fire. And like that bass line, you know, I, I think about the bass line on my, my girl, you know, that everyone, boom, 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 boom. Like it, like it just hits. Mm-hmm. And it's got such a good rhythm to it and everything. Feel good music. Yeah. It really is this music that just propels you. So I, yeah, I love it. it I love being a part of that story, man. It's, it's so cool. And Otis, Otis is a, he, you know, he makes himself very available. He, you know, he'll text you and just be like, Hey man, it's Uncle O. How you feeling? And, and it's just such a nice family to be a part of. Like, I love it. Yeah. Really loving too proud. Really love those boys. I, I haven't seen it yet. I'm dying to say once Broadway comes back up, I got to come. I'm, I'm a New Yorker, so I'm definitely going to have to yeah, check yeah. it out. Huge Temptations fan. Obviously a huge Nick Walker fan. So I will, I will be right online as soon as you guys open up. Please let me know when, when you know what, what's going very on. Excited. Very excited so, to have you, man. Absolutely. So let's, uh, 
let's let's talk about the Little Justice podcast. I Fun really, it's it's really, it's, I, I think you're hysterical. You guys, your banter back and forth, and not only that, you talk about some other things. I love, I love film. That was always my one of my first loves. Sports and film were always my first loves with Disney. And so you talk about film, but you do it like in a fun way. It's not mm-hmm. stuffy. It's like it's not like you're listening to like stuffy film critics. You have fun with it, and and you even talk about some social justice uh, yeah. or social issues, and yeah. um, you mix the two to well, together well. And again, you bring you bring the funny, and uh, I, yeah, I really I really enjoy it. How did it, how did it come about? How did you guys so, decide to do a podcast? I love yeah, man. I Al- Alex is gonna laugh. I <laughs> know knowing that we're talking about him, a little justice, a <laughs> uh, little so little justice. So. It's so funny. The name came from an episode of Arrested Development, um, which is one of my favorite shows. And it's when, if you watch that show, George Sr. is in jail for like the the entirety of season one. And there's an inmate who's a friend of his who he calls Little Justice. And I just always thought it was the funniest name. And so I just started like, this was back when me and Alex were in college together. Because, he, you know, we've been best friends since, I'd say junior year of college that's been my that's been my best friend and um i just started like i would there was a whole period of time after i went through a really bad breakup where i would just live i lived on his couch and i had a, i had a home like I, I had an apartment up in harlem but i just was like no i'm gonna stay on your couch because i don't want to go back there too many memories uh up there and stuff uh that i couldn't i could not uh could not handle so i would just stay, stay on his couch and little justice I just started calling him Little Justice. It was kind of like this funny thing that I just would, would when I wanted to annoy him, I'd be like, all right, Little Justice. And, and from there, we, but we also, you know, he was a film major and I was a, I was a uh, acting major, but I was a film buff. And uh, we just started talking about, oh, but this, and this was again, before podcast even blew up, we were just like, dude, we should do like a, like a, like a radio show or like a top of a podcast, whatever. This was like 2008, 2009. And um, we tried it once. It was the most pretentious thing I've ever heard in my life. That first episode it was terrible. And we actually talk <laughs> about it on the pod. Now we talk about like, yeah, we, there's no way. And we, we, we just brought on a new producer. Her name is Brittany Bigelow. She's amazing. Uh, but we told Brittany cause Brittany was like, I think she had some idea like, Oh my God, we should find that first episode and like release it as a bonus. So like, we're actually never going to release that episode. Nobody will ever hear it ever, ever, ever. Because both of us will lose, will lose our entire careers. It's like, it's just so pretentious. Uh, but, but the, uh, the thing with, the thing with that, you know, that we realized, uh, you know, Alex kept, you know, after that, it was like 10 years of Alex going, moving to LA and becoming a film editor and me, you know, starting on this Broadway career and going about this stuff. And, um, Alex, every once in a while, I'd be like, Hey man, you want to do a little justice? And I'd be like, uh, 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 I just dragged my feet. But eventually, actually, it was like right around the time that I came back to New York and got, it wasn't even the pandemic, but it was like, I got into, I was like in Into Proud. I had my, I was back in a show that had me back in New York. I was like, you know what, Alex? Like, I think honestly, I can, I think I have some time now. I think now that like, I'm not moving every two months, I'm off the road with Hamilton. I'm back in New York doing Into Proud. Like, let's see if we can start this up. And, um, that's kind of, that's kind of where it came from. And the, and I'm glad that you met, that you said that because that's, that was our whole thing was like so many of these pot of these movie podcasts. I think that where they run into trouble or movie, movie channels, even like I watch, I watch so many of these like film analysis channels. Like, uh, my favorites are like nerd writer and just right. And, um, Patrick H. Willems and, and, uh, all these amazingly smart people who, you know, talk about film and dissect film. But like, here's the thing. Art is so objective. Do you mean like to pretend that anyone has any finite answer on what this thing is? You're just, you're digging a hole for yourself. So like our whole thing was like, well, what if we just come at it? Like pretend, like assuming that we don't know anything. Do you mean like, what does that do for us? If we're just like, yeah, we fully admit, like we are not the smartest people in the room and and use that as a, a point of comedy. 
because we we know things. I'm not saying we're like completely just out of out of the whack of it, but but the whole point here is to learn and to celebrate film, not not decry it, not say what somebody did wrong, but what did you do right? You know, what are the things mm-hmm. that you that you did that these you know these people did? And also because the other thing about making films, if you have gotten to the point in your life where you have made a film that's hit like the films we talk about, you have already achieved the impossible because so many people want to do this and never get the chance. It's like being on Broadway. So many people want to be on Broadway and never will. So if you've done the work and had the luck required to make a film that hits on mainstream media, like congratulations, you've already done it. You've already accomplished. You don't need, why would I ever want to tear you down with that? You've already done something incredible. So mm. that that was the idea. And, and I think that we also have a bit of snark in there because that's us and we just love to make fun of each other and, and talk about things. And, um, it's, it's, it's been a really, I'm, I'm kind of surprised at how, how it's hit. It's, it's, you know, it's, 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 I'm not saying it's like the biggest following, but it, it certainly has a following and people who, who, you know, subscribe and who listen in every week. And, and I'm like, okay, like, let's see where this goes. And, and that's actually why we were able to hire this producer, um, was to be like, yeah, I, th- I, we think we're kind of ready for the next step of, of what this project can be. And I'm very, excited to see where that goes there's there's a lot of good ideas floating around about how to make this make this an even bigger thing because if you're telling me i can you know right now i'm you know uh, during this pandemic i'm writing um you know obviously auditioning for film and television i'm teaching at nyu and i'm doing these pod you know i'm doing my podcast um and if you're telling me i can supplement some of my income with with talking about movies all day like absolutely 100 like <laughs> sign so you know it's i'm excited to to watch this thing continue to grow and um yeah it's very very special and i and i love alex as much as much might not seem like it on the podcast i do love alex he is he is a good good friend so yeah you can tell that you guys have known each other for a while just from your banter you could it, it's it comes up so natural so yeah um he, yeah he is and that's and that's not a given there's so many pot there's some that you know in the prep we were listening to so many podcasts right like there's the people who just have it like like how did this get made i think is one of the best movie podcasts out there but even they you know i think it's so interesting because like if you listen to the beginning you can hear you know jason manzoukas just because he is jason manzoukas and is such a personality like he like rides roughshod in those first couple episodes and like june diane Raphael, who's brilliant and paul sheer who's also brilliant like sometimes get, get a word in edgewise but now in their like fifth year like it's so clear or however many years they've been going at this point i think it's even longer there's just such a balance between them and we've even you know we've we've evolved too like you everything evolves so like it was but, but but the point is it was so helpful to have somebody with whom I had a natural chemistry just because that was my best man at my wedding. Do you know what I mean? Like so oh. you know, so it's it, yeah, it goes without saying. It really is a I'm very lucky to have to have Alex for that podcast. Yeah. Cool. So yeah. you're you're a Disney nerd like myself, right? I am. I am. So have you had a chance to go to any of the other parks, the international ones, Paris, Asia? So I've done Paris and I've done I've, I've done Paris, I've done land, I've done world. So I still got to get Shanghai in. I have done yep. land, world. My wife and daughter, when she graduated high school for her graduation, her and my wife went to Disneyland Paris. That's awesome. Um, so, so they got to enjoy that. That was about two years ago, three years ago. Yeah. And then but I haven't had that ability yet. So that's it's part of my bucket list to hit all the Asia parks and, and uh, you know, Disneyland you know, Paris. And I'd be interested to see what they think about this. Because you know what I found with Disneyland Paris? It's so beautiful. Like it truly is. And we got hooked up. You know, uh, one of our friends um, at the time was the uh, the 
stage manager for attractions at Disneyland. And so when we went to DP at Disneyland Paris, he um he hooked us up. He got us a room. It was like because we you know in Disney there's like the Disneyland Hotel in Disneyland Paris is like right mm-hmm. on Main Street. And he got us he got us in like I, I forget it's not called club level there. It's like some other weird level. But like our room was literally facing Main Street. Like we opened our door and the fireworks wow. were like right where this computer is. Like it's insane. That's um, crazy. Oh my god, no, it's the best. It was the best thing. But here's what I will say: for the majority of that part, the Disney the Disney magic is not necessarily there. I mean, I had we had a blast, but it was just missing that. It was missing that sense of like welcome to Disney, welcome home. Do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. that that is something that I think is so important to the Disney experience. You know, so 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 yeah, Disneyland Paris is it's a beautiful park. It's not my favorite park. I actually, to be honest with you, and this is going to sound controversial. I don't know what you think about this. Let's see. So here's the thing. I obviously there are so many parts of world that I love. I love, but I got to give it up. Disneyland in so many ways has it. And I, and I think a lot of that has to do with the Grand Californian. I, I think the Grand Californian is the best hotel they've ever built ever. I just, I think between the rooms, between that lobby, between, and, and, and especially with, uh, the, the cast members who work there, it is just such an experience being in that, in that hotel. So that's a large part of it for me is, is Grand Californian. That said, on top of that, because the park is not so sprawling, because it is so contained, I find that, that with it, you're able to, I don't know, it just feels, it feels like the detail pops to me more. Obviously, World has Animal Kingdom, and I would never want to trade that in for anything else. World has Epcot, you mean like, and, and Epcot is now, I mean, I saw the fountain, it looks gorgeous. Um, I'm so excited to get there and see it for myself. But, you know, there's just something so special about land. It just, I, I, I mean, I would, if you could take, I would say this, if you could take uh, the castle in Magic Kingdom and put it in land, I'd even be happier. I mean, I think, I think when you walk down Main Street, that castle just doesn't necessarily hold it up for me anymore, especially now having seen World where it's just like, you're just staring up at, and, and for miles. But like, I... Yeah, land, land is special to me. Also, Club 33, Club 33, um, at land. I know they just opened one at World too, but at have land. you ever been to the Club 33, the original? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Have you been, you've been, that's on my bucket list, man. The, Dude, the original Club 33. It's, it's dine where Walt dines. Bro, it is, um, it is really, I mean, it's just such a beautiful, like, it's first of all, it's just like, it's like a different world because like you're hit, it's hidden and you go up the stairs and you know, you sit like that bar is so nice. They have some of the best drinks in that bar. And like, you know, it's just, it's just like a nice little, and like you're looking out onto New Orleans square and like, it's, you know, it's, and then the dining room is just lovely. And it's just like 10 course meal of just, oh, glory. Yeah. I've been fortunate. I I'm very fortunate to, to have. Uh, some friends who are who are members of Club 33, and they've been very kind to me. I've also been the the one that the one that knocked it out of the park for me was a uh, what was a uh, not Club 33, but what's the other one in land that's in uh, DCA 1901 Lounge. It's the 1901 Lounge. So oh, okay. that is so this is so so basically it is a lounge that is like it's like it's almost I think it is for Club 33 members, but like it's a lounge in DCA, very beautiful bar, but they have like Walt's original books and his original you know Mickey Mouse. Uh, toy wow. just, sit, just sitting up on the shelves and then there's this amazing thing that happens where walt walt used to pass by a certain wall in that like uh in his office and uh, a lot of cast members who used to work with him back then have memories of his shadow and what you know what it, what, what it would mean when you see walt's shadows pacing back and forth in his office so if there's a chair where you sit and if you sit and stare long enough walt's shadow will just walk back and forth just pacing it's it's one of the craziest that's things. cool 
you'll ever see in your life. Yeah, yeah. So I, I always used to say the difference – you're from New York, so you might get this a little bit. I don't mm-hmm. know if you're a baseball fan. Yeah, yeah. I always used to try to describe Disneyland to Disney World as Disneyland was old Yankee Stadium where mm-hmm. it was kind of small and charming. Mm-hmm. And Disney World is new Yankee Stadium where it's just massive and yeah. like that's, that's iconic. That's a great comparison. I think it's right. I think that's right. I think it's, uh, I think that's exactly what it is. And again, Disneyland, Disney World has so much to offer. It has like, like if you haven't eaten at Sanaa in the Animal Kingdom Lounge or Animal Kingdom Lodge, oh my God, that food is to die for. It, it truly is like stunning. The bread service there is ridiculous. You know, I think about uh, even like, I mean, Animal Kingdom is like my favorite, like Tiffin's, which is right on that path, I think right between Africa and Asia. It, it There's so many good experiences. Uh, California Grill up on top of the Contemporary. I mean that that will never be beaten. This, you know what it is? You you have to plan so well at World. And I was always, I was the guy for years and years and years. And I'm sure this is true for you too. Where you know if we we're going to World, I'm the guy that's planning it. So I'm yep. back. I'm back six months before. I'm making the resis. I'm you know I'm I'm getting all the fast passes. Like I'm hitting it hard. And that was so fun. But like at the same time, when you're doing it, and maybe this is maybe this is just age. Maybe I'm just like an old old person now. But one thing now is like I don't you know I don't like I, I used to be that I could do like Hollywood. I would do I would do Magic Kingdom, Hollywood, and Epcot, Animal Kingdom, and then like have a Universal Day, and then come back to Magic Kingdom. I can't do that anymore. Like I need a rest. I need a day to just be like, what do I want to do today? Do you want to go down to like the boardwalk? Do you want to like you know what I mean like. I just can't, I can't game it. Like I used to get, I used to run around this park and now I'm just like, no, I'm good. I'm good. It's like, get like, get, let me get, let me get a little drink at, uh, at, at Abracadabar and, uh, and sit around and chill. Do you mean? So like, I think that's part of it too, is I just, I just don't, I don't want to run around the park anymore. And also because I've seen so much of the park now. So the size of it sometimes can be very overwhelming, but I, I, uh, I love that park, man. I mean, it's, it is a, it's such a good time. And me, me and Sarah have had so many good times there. I'm t- see, I'm just getting tired just thinking about running around that park. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's, it's, it is a such a special place. So that's cool, man. That's cool. I was, yeah, I was actually married at the boardwalk. Oh, it's so, amazing. Yeah, I was married there. Have, now, um, have you st- eight years? Congratulations. Now, have you stayed at Boardwalk? That's, you know, it's always a funny running on running joke on our podcast is that's usually whenever I go, I try to stay at a couple of places. I'll break it up a little bit yep. so, I, so I can experience different places, but I'm always at least at the Boardwalk, if not the whole trip or the majority of the trip. That's my it's, spot. It's so interesting. So Boardwalk is literally every time that we go, what will always happen is I will be like, hey, we're staying, we're staying either Boardwalk or Yacht and Beach. That's like, and like, inevitably, I will find some like sweet, sweet deal at like Jumbo House or at like Polynesian. And I'll be like, nope, we're not doing it. And so we always, it's like always our starting <laughs> place. And like, we always like, I, tr- but I swear to goodness, one day I'm going to stay there. And the other place that I want to check out, even though I've heard some people say it's worth it. Some people say it's not is uh, Riviera. I'm very excited about Riviera. Let me, let me tell you. Please. I'm pro Riviera. I've yes. never, I stayed there for the first time in September. That was, I broke it up between the Riviera and the boardwalk. Yeah. And whenever I break up my trips where it's boardwalk and somewhere else, I'm always like, yeah, it was good, but I love the boardwalk. I can't really stay anywhere else but the boardwalk. That's my main place. Yeah. The Disney Riviera is now like, it's, it's boardwalk is number one and a close second is the Riviera. It, yeah, I loved I've, it. I loved I've it. had, no, no, I, I've had so many people say that. It's so interesting. I mean, I love the idea of being able to take that Skyliner to Hollywood Studios. That is because Hollywood, I always find that Hollywood Studios is like, for some reason, the hardest to get to. I don't know what why I feel that way, but Hollywood always feels the most out of the way. And I'm like, okay, if I can just take a Skyliner there, 
great. But I, I you know, it, it it looks gorgeous. Like it looks stunning. And mm. and I and I'm I'm so interested. I I it's also, you know, a part of this discussion too is is that DVC package because I've always gone back and forth on whether on whether it's worth it for me, specifically for me, to buy into the DVC. I don't know. I don't know if it's if it's my bag. I I, I want to give it a try. I want to give it a try. I was gonna say, is the DVC if you go often enough? To me, it's worth it 100%. We yeah. looked at it, when we actually got it, when we, was when we were down there to get married, like I said, yeah. it was, it'll be eight years in March. We were together for 20 years, but we got married after like 12 yeah. years into having kids. Love and it. so it was, it'll be eight years this March, uh, we got married there. And that's when we actually decided to finally pull the trigger on DVC. And as we're going through the numbers, we're like, you realize if we would have just gotten the DVC like three trips ago, like three years ago, yeah. we would have already paid off our DVC. And yeah. um, if you go often enough, I if you don't, if you're one of those people that goes to Disney every two, three years, then yeah, it might not be. If you're a type of person that goes like whenever you get a week off to go somewhere and you go to Disney, it's highly worth it. Yeah. Well, it's, it's, we, we are definitely thinking about it and it's, it's something somebody said, uh, who said this that I need to check it out? Um, oh my God. The, uh, the, the tree, not the tree houses, uh, the Copper Creek village. Yeah. Copper Creek supposed to be. I haven't been there yet, but it's supposed to be very beautiful. I've heard that that is heard, like that. Things. That's the next level. Yeah, I'm. That's the one that, that it's it's the Riviera and Copper Creek that I gotta I gotta check out. My buddy James stayed at the uh, at the Treehouse Villas, and he loved that. I mean, there's so there's always so many. You know, I'm I'm I'll be very interested to see what happens with uh, with Galaxy's Edge and that hotel. Um, even though that's not really a hotel, that's like an experience. Yeah, it's gonna be the next level. Yeah, I'm I'm. There's gonna be a lot. Like truly, I I cannot wait for this pandemic to to figure itself out because as soon as it's done, I mean, that's I I re- like tr- I mean, I, you know, I think there's we're gonna have to go back into rehearsals for for the shows soon. Uh, not soon, but in the summer at least. But I'm trying to build in. I'm hoping that Disneyland opens before then because i if i can just go to world or land world obviously is open right now but mm-hmm. just to just to get a, a good weekend before i go back into craziness just like just to celebrate being out of this mess i am praying i can do that because it is truly my happy spot my happy place man yeah all right so you know before we let you go we like to do these little rapid fire 10 shots you call mm-hmm. where we just say first thing that comes to mind you don't have to do too much thinking on it sometimes i might ask you to for an explanation if it's if it's off the wall or if it's a yeah. good answer but and then we have a little bonus uh, extra credit question at the end. Love it. All right, so you ready? I'm in. All right. So favorite Disney film? Aladdin. Favorite Disney restaurant? Oh, that's, that's such a hard question. Uh, uh, I have to say Sanaa. I, I, I have to say Sanaa. It's got to be Sanaa. Oh, it's got to be Sanaa. They got, they got those breads, man. They got the breads. Oh, they're so good. So, uh, favorite Disney park? Animal Kingdom. Favorite Disney snack? Turkey leg. No, 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 no. Take that back. Uh, Dole Whip, Dole Whip, but the Dole yep. Whip that you get, the Dole Whip you get the Polynesian, but it, you know, uh, they put a little extra, extra magic in there. <laughs> that Dole Whip. You know, I, I, I always think turkey leg myself and then I get there and I, I, I take about five bites and I'm like, why do I ever get this? Every time it's I go down thinking much. I need to have a turkey leg and then I take a couple bites. It's, it's too greasy. It's, it's too, especially the heat. Oh my God. There's, there's no way to finish it. Like you start it and it's like, oh, you're so excited to get it. And you're like, no, this is, I can't finish this. I can't finish this. <laughs> There's no way. I it, it is. It has to be that Dole Whip for me because especially when they, they you know you put yeah. a little rum in there. It's it's just mm, hits it right on the spot. Yep, Dole Whip, <laughs> Dole Whip. Favorite Disney show on Broadway? I gotta go Lion King. I just think that that's such a beautiful show. Yeah. Cool. Well, well no, you know what? I'll t- I, actually, I'm gonna sneak one in because uh, it was a show I did. Peter and the Star Catcher. Peter and the Star Catcher was was a uh, Disney show while it was on Broadway, and that play is. 
it's not a musical. It's a play, but it's it is spectacular. It is spectacular. Yeah, I don't think I'm familiar with that one. Oh, you! It's the it's the it's the kind of the wacky prequel to Peter Pan. It is only twelve actors making everything happen. I mean, it's it was my it's one of my favorite pieces I've ever done in my life. It, it it's beautiful. Directed by Roger Reese, who you know him from the West Wing. You know him. Well, he's passed now, but he was uh, the sheriff of Rottingham and Robin Hood and Tights, and uh, Alex Timbers, who directed Beetlejuice and Moulin Rouge and Rocky and I gotta ch- yeah, check it out, Peter. I gotta check Star that out. Peter and the Starcatcher. Definitely will. So. All right. So uh, fav- now we'll, we'll get a little off Disney a little bit. Let's just yeah. favorite all-time film. <sighs> Jurassic Park. Favorite actor slash actress. One or the other. Or one of each. Favorite actor of all time. I just, I, I. Dead or alive. Yeah. I, I love, ooh, that's such a, again, you're like, you're asking me to choose between my children. Um, I love, <laughs> I love Daniel Day-Lewis. I just, I just, I love, I love, he's so, you know, I think he, there will be blood Daniel Day and, uh, you know, he's just so dangerous. There's just such a danger in his work. I love that. I love people who swing big. Favorite actress, Lupita Nyong'o. Mm-hmm. I, just, I think she is out of control. Her work is out of control. Uh, favorite Broadway production all time. It's a play called The Pillow Man. Scary as heck. It is, uh, it is, it was with Jeff Goldblum and Billy Crudup bunch of other i mean just ridiculous actors uh and it terrified me it, it's it was the first time that i saw what theater could really do that you could you, you could really you could really create some amazing things on stage so the pillow man you have dinner reservations three people in the history of the world who you sit down to for dinner three people mark twain james baldwin and like i want to say like maybe like Catherine the great Mark Twain, James Baldwin, like Catherine the Great, or like, like it's either going to be Catherine the Great or like Etta James. Etta James. I love yeah. it. She was my wedding song. Oh, I love that. At last. Huh? Yeah. And now, and now we're going to get a little controversial. Okay. Leslie Odom, Nick Walker, who was the better? Aaron Burr. Oh, you can't ask that question. I, if, Leslie, <laughs> if Leslie ever found out, he'd kill me. No, here's, here's what I'm going to say. I think I think the brilliance of what Lynn did and what Lynn asks of all of us who play his characters is that we bring ourselves to it. So, you know, I was never going to be Leslie. There was never a world in which I could do outdo or out Leslie. Leslie. Leslie is singular and incredible. And I am indebted to his work. So never, never a thing of of better. Uh he not not even a question. I, I mean he he is the prototype. Do you know what I mean? Um I did different. I absolutely, I, I did different and I, yeah. and I, I did my own thing. My, my Burr has been described back to me as closer to like if Tony Stark played Burr. I just, I, he, my Burr is a bum. He's just, he's, he's a lot of, <laughs> he, he loves to, he loves to tease and prod and, and make fun of. And, you know, I, I just, I love that. I love, I love the idea of someone who, who thinks he's on top and then this guy shows him constantly how he's not, you know? So that was, that was the difference. I'd say, I think Leslie's Burr was very controlled and, focused and and dignified and my burr was a little more of a, a snake but he was fun i mean I, I, leslie's brilliant and and that that role is the best role i've ever played you know so yeah yeah I'm, i i refuse to answer your controversial <laughs> question <laughs> that's fine yeah um so here's the extra credit question what does disney mean to you <sighs> deep question deep question this goes back to our conversation about mental health uh because when I was a kid, you know, I'm coming from a, a, my mother is my hero and she worked very hard to ensure that I did not want for anything. But there was definitely some trauma in my early life. There was definitely a lot of things. And, and there was a lot of pressure that I, that, you know, the world put on me that I put on myself to succeed, to achieve. So I didn't really have 
a lot of time in my own head to like have fun. I was working. I was working hard. I was doing exactly what I set out to do. You know, I was trying to play chess when I saw everybody else play checkers, you know? Mm-hmm. And um, so the idea of Disney, Disney to me is a place where, you know, I mean, look, we know how expensive these tickets are. We know how hard it is to get there. But you go there and at its best, on its best day, it's just a place where they say you're home and things are taken care of. And here are the movies that like made you cry as a kid and you get to walk through them and live them and be with them. And you just get to take a break. Somebody takes care of you for a change. That's what Disney is to me. Disney is, those parks are a place where I can just enjoy where I can just enjoy I can I can just enjoy my life my wife who has you know so many fights to fight and so many amazing things she's doing gets to just be a kid again do you know what I mean like that's you know people people often I think make fun of those of us who are in our you know in our 30s 40s and we still love going to these parks and it's like you don't understand what I'm trying to protect I don't ever want to let go of that child I, I want to be I'm going to be a functioning adult 100%. I'm going to do all the things that are required of me as an adult, but my, whereas some people, for some people, their, their perfect place, their perfect world is going to a beach and kicking back and going to clubs and whatever they do. My world, the thing that gives me that joy is riding Seven Doors Mine Train, is, is getting on flights of passage, is having a drink at, uh, at the, at the cantina. Those, oh, this is actually, see, now you're making me think, I have to rethink another answer because I'm going back and thinking my favorite Disney snack actually has been ousted. Uh, cause it, you know, was, was the Dole Whip, but then I went to, uh, uh, Pandora and they have those bow buns at the Satuli Canteen, the little hamburger. Have you had those oh, yet? Satuli Canteen. Ooh, yeah. They don't have things. that right now though? No, they, no, they do. Those are the, the, that, the that's what I'm saying. I oh, love, okay. I love those. Ooh, they, that, I got, I, I'll order nine of those. I will eat those up. They are yeah, my good. favorite. Oh, they're so good. So that is yeah, but that's that's what it is to me. It's just a place where it's like welcome home. I mean, it's literally what that is. You know, what everything that means. Just welcome home. We yeah. got you. We're taking care of you. It means the world to me. It means the world. That's a beautiful answer. Yeah, man. Beautiful answer. So before we uh, before we let you go, why don't you just let everybody know how to find you? Yeah. Uh, let them know about the way to find the podcast. So we are. Uh, I am. You can find me on Twitter, Instagram at Nikki Walks. That's N I K K Y W A L K S. My podcast, Little Justice is on the Broadway Podcast Network. So if you just look up the Broadway Podcast Network or Little Justice, you know, the podcast or my name, they'll be there. I also have uh, my arts activism show on Broadway World called The Chaos Twins, which is which uh, another Hamilton alum, Wait. Sasha Hutchings. And so uh, just look up The Chaos Twins and me, and that's where you find me. Excellent. Well, we want to thank you so much for giving us a little bit of your day. We really do appreciate it. Thank you so much, man. Of course, man. Yo, everyone stay safe out there, all right? Stay safe. Okay, so that's going to bring us to this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute. But first we get to that, I just want to also say I apologize about some of the sound quality on the interview with uh, Nick Walker. We were doing it over the phone, so it was a little bit of a delay and it was a little bit off. So I do apologize about that. But we were so honored to have him join us and talk to us a little bit about some Disney, some Broadway. So we we appreciate that. So thanks to Nick Walker for that. Uh, But again, let's get to this Disney TV and Movie Minute by JSA Creations. What do we? Uh, what can we expect uh, this week, Joey? All right. Uh, this uh, this week's Disney Disney TV and Movie Minute brought to you by JS Creations, as you said, where we make all your ears come true. Um, okay. So coming to Disney Plus this Friday, which is going to be February nineteenth, episode seven of Marvel's WandaVision uh, is coming up, and and I've been staying up on this. It's been really good, and it's starting to really get good now. I mean, it's really starting to get interesting. Some of the theories and all kinds of stuff. So if you have not seen it, catch up. It's only you know it, it won't take that long to catch up if you haven't, but highly highly recommended if you guys seen this past week i haven't seen 
Wow. I, you know, I was a, I hope it's not spoilery, but obviously they're like doing decades, you yes. know, of television inspired episodes. And I mean, I watched me some family ties and syndication. So I felt right at home and was just, there you go. Family ties, man. Yeah. Is that where they go with it? I, I, I yeah. only watched up to episode four. I didn't get past that yet. Cause I want to be able to watch another block of them. Okay. Um, so I, I, yeah, is that where they go next? They go to family ties at one point? Yeah, heavily, but there's also uh, a little bit of full house and, um, several other shows, you know, they, they take all the right nods from all over. Yeah, they sneak, they sneak a lot of stuff in there. That's awesome. It almost looked like the same set as family ties for that one scene. Exactly. It was crazy. Yep. Yeah, it's crazy how they do that, but they do. They sneak in that stuff, yeah. especially if, if you grew up watching that stuff. You're yeah. going to really notice a lot of this stuff. It's really neat. It would be awesome if they did some cameos from some of the people, some of the, some of these shows. Like some okay, Michael I Fox. got a question. I mean, Baxter Bernie. Okay. I got a question here. Okay, so the agent that's named Rambo, is yeah. there any significance to that? Yeah. It's super irritating. She's from she's from uh, Captain Marvel. Agreed. I think yeah, I think it's Captain Marvel. I know it's just so distracting that name, right? Oh, the Namebo, the Namebo, the Namebo, the Namebo is distracting. <laughs> that's distracting you. Her name. Go watch Captain Marvel again because that's where she originates, and then her daughter. Yeah, she was in Captain one. Marvel: First Blood. Right? Uh, okay. <laughs> well, I'm just saying. All I think about is Sylvester Stallone every time right. her name is mentioned. Right, and it's mentioned a lot. <laughs> Yeah, and so you just have that image of this him is with funny. that gun. Yeah, I think we're the only ones that. <laughs> I just wondered why they picked that, such an odd name. Like it's so. And it goes recognized. back to that film. I mean, that was her last name in the film. I know, so. but that film's not old, right? I mean, that's no. originated there, so it's just like it's odd they would pick that name to me. I guess. Oh, it must be. Is it in the comics? That's what I'm wondering. Yeah. Did anyone else think that, or was it just us? Oh no, I think of it every single time. You guys yeah. are absolutely. Yeah, yeah. Right. We're just you can't yeah. hear that name. Listen, we're just letting you talk. I don't want to jump over it's you. Spelled, <laughs> it's spelled differently. It's like, oh, is yeah. it spelled differently? Yeah, it's like R A M B O W maybe. A U, kind of like French. Oh, like oh. E A U R A M. B E A U. Yeah, so you wouldn't you wouldn't like it, Gene. It's French. Yeah, <laughs> I have no problem with the French. I have no problem. He wants I to get that out there. Two episodes, yeah. episodes ago, you said everything French is, you know. Oh, well, I know. I was. <laughs> I gotta eat this. You're, you're going you to get me canceled that. in France, man. You're going to get me canceled in France. No, I said that the show Lupin, I don't even know if it was if we were talking on the air or not, but we were talking about the show Lupin on Netflix. And I was hesitant because my kids were trying to tell me about it. And they said, it's a French show. And I'm like, I don't want to watch subtitles and this and that. And I kind of was like, eh. And then it turned out to be very good. So if anybody has not seen it, it's not a Disney Plus show, it's Netflix. But as if anybody hasn't seen it, Lupin, and you can do the um, the vocals yeah. to do the be English vocals, but phenomenal. It's only like five episodes, phenomenal show. I don't know if you guys have seen it yet. Phenomenal. But I started watching it, but is it more um, annoying to you if it's just subtitled or actually really close, but not on like that one is? You know what it is with the subtitles? Usually, like whenever I watch TV, I'm always trying to I have work stuff. So I, I'm always trying to do something else while I'm watching TV. I feel like if I'm going to have downtime, I got to still do something. So I'm always trying to still uh-huh. focus. So to be able to, to only look at the TV, like the whole show. Yeah. I can't do it. So that's why I was like, I'll do it if it's, if it's the voice. But so that's, that's the reason why. Cause usually I have something in front of me. I'm working on something. I'm writing up something for the show or this or that. So I usually like to do it while I'm watching TV. So that way I can at least watch a little bit, but yeah. Did you like it, Dan? 
I didn't finish it. it. I liked it a lot, man. I liked the way you know it was looking, but I was kind of bothered by that. <laughs> <laughs> it's yeah, the voices are a little bit off, but it's not that bad compared to like I said, other other I guess other languages. Yeah, yeah, you know what? It's one of those things too, where it's like he'll be in like a bind, and you're like, how are they even? How do, it's almost like the writing is so good. You're like, how are they even going to write a scenario where he gets out of this jam, or he does this or does that, and yeah. they and they do it, and it's believable when it's not one of those things where it's just they just write it and it doesn't make sense. Like it makes sense the way they do it. You're like, that's it, it's awesome. So yeah, again, gonna- not Disney, but it's definitely worth a, a shot. I would ch- check it out if you got Netflix. Okay, next up we got Flora and Ulysses, which is a comedy adventure about a ten year old girl named Flora who's an avid comic book fan, and she wrestles a squirrel with unique superhero powers. So if anybody wants to uh, ever dream of having a pet squirrel that has superhero powers, this would probably be a show for you. My question is this. How spectacular are these powers that she had to be? he had to be rescued by a 10-year-old girl? That's the question. Interesting. Really. Yeah. I mean, I, you know. if you got special powers, you need a 10-year-old girl to save you? I, oh, I, thought, I thought it was she <laughs> rescued the squirrel with her unique superpower. superpower. Yeah. Oh. You know what? I didn't think of that, Dan. Maybe I'm wrong. That is hilarious. Oh, wow. Actually, it is, but it's the, the way it's it's the way you see it, it does kind of look like the squirrel got superhero. Seen it? Is the girl no, having I haven't seen it? I haven't seen it. But here's I the have thing. Not seen it. Even if you want to flip it and it's <laughs> that's the question you never thought you would ask, right? <laughs> I'll be honest with you. I would rather the squirrel have superhero powers because that it would right? just be <laughs> You hey. think girls can have superpowers? No, no, of course they can. Oh, I mean, Captain Marvel. Oh, yeah. I was like, oh, no, but-, oh. <laughs> but here's also the other thing, though. If this is a 10 year old girl with superpowers, that's she should be brought up on some type of malfeasance charge because what is she doing wasting her superpowers when there's other issues in the world yeah, than yeah, one squirrel? Powers? I mean, you might get your priorities in check. What was he piled under a pine cones or something? Yeah, I mean, that's you could. I mean, oh, I can rescue a squirrel. <laughs> I'm I have no superpowers. I can rescue a squirrel. We need the superheroes to do superhero stuff. Okay, squirrels are really dangerous, Gene. I love like, squirrels. I've had nightmares about squirrels. So really, Gene just puts out a bowl in the driveway for all the squirrels. Yeah, I do. Yeah, he does. And they all yeah. true story. I feed I the peacocks, why. the possums. I feed the peacocks, the possums, the stray cats. I feed everybody. What happened? Tell you, they all get along. It's like Noah's Ark in my front yard. <laughs> Gene's Gene's milkshake brings all the squirrels to the yard. Yeah, you know, squirrels. Oh my goodness. What? <laughs> Sorry, Dan. What happened to your peacocks, uh, Gene? Did oh, I told you about that, right? Last week, I don't know if anybody even noticed. Last week, I was a little bit of a, I was in a little bit of a mood and Dan actually caught it. He actually texted me after and he said, hey, you okay? You look seemed off. And I was. We have the four peacocks and they're actually a family. There's two, a male and a female, and they have two babies that were born last spring. But now they're all kind of almost full grown, the babies. And they're always together. And one- no, well, they, they actually just hang out within like the five or four or five houses that they go from house to house and they eat. We all feed them. Like all the neighbors, all the neighbors take care of them. But they usually, in, when it's really cold, they'll stay. Are you like, this the, up? No, I swear to God. I'll, I'll, the sad part, he's not. Dan, I've, I think I've showed you the video, right? Or the pictures at least. I'll send you pictures. I have them eating. Yeah, I ran a photo album, people. It was a... I have a, they, and they come right, they come right up to you. Like literally they come, cause they know me now. Like when I come home from work, sometimes they're like in the neighbor's yard, they'll come running to my yard because they know I'm about to go bring them some food. But one was missing and we couldn't find it. And it was late enough in the evening where, cause usually by like six o'clock, they kind of disappear. We think they kind of go into the woods together. Um, we don't know really where they go when it gets dark. I don't, this is real stuff, man. One was missing and we, I was, it ruined my night. One was missing and it, it, it wasn't like them to not be together at that point in the evening. Luckily the next day I was going to work and I happened to see they, all four of them were hanging out and I was crisis averted. I the brakes and I ran to them. And hugged them. 
Yes. Oh, I love, we know what we call them. Did I ever tell you guys what we call them? No. My wife named them. We call them the Kevins after the bird from Up. Uh, All of them? All of them. They're the, they're the Kevins. The Kevins four. Okay. My my neighbor used to call them Pat and Jim from the office. Right? Not Pat and Jim. Um, Jim and um, Pam. Pam. Yeah. Now there's babies, so. But there's four. Okay, so now they're Kevins. So if you yell, come here, Lots of sense. They don't really listen to their name, but they do. Like, like I said, when they see oh. me come home, no, literally, no. They, they they know when I pull into my driveway, they'll come running over from another. When the another dish day. is going to be put out, they know to come running. Yeah. Well, the dish is always out because during the day, who knows? Cats might stop by, possums. We feed everybody. Can you send pictures? So I was, I'm going to, as soon as we get off, I'll send you pictures. Okay. I actually have a video of them eating out of, they have a dog dish and they actually have a video of them literally like right in front of me. They're like two feet away from me eating. Like I would feed them out of my hands, but they got really sharp beaks. So I don't know if that. that I makes. had to make him tell you this story because I couldn't be the only one. Thanks, Dan. Thank you. I'm like. And wait, why were, that's why you were sad last time? Because we couldn't find, I, listen, these, they, they've, we've had them out here for now. They've been like the neighborhood pet for about two years. They came, they showed up March of 2019. So this will be the second year. And they've really like, all can aside, they've actually become like the neighborhood pet. Like we've all take care of them. We all feed them. Yeah. Like if I have a, if, if anything ever happened to one of them, I really like almost like how, if anything would happen to like my dog. Never in a million years would I have thought he was going to say <laughs> for asking a peacock has not come home. And I'm like, what? I, I know it's autocorrected. It does. But when you say it that way, it does sound silly. It sounds silly, but it's it's like it's almost like as if one of my dogs like it's like as if one of my pets got out and they like, got lost. That's what it felt like. Because again, they, I've had them for two years. We feed them. I see that they're part of like literally the part of our lives every day. We see them every day. When I come home from work, they're there. When I come when I get up to go to work, they're there. When, like they're there. They they're literally they hang out without within like the four or five houses. Um, and we not all that we don't get it, but when you see it yeah. in print, <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's it's, it's a little different yeah. in text. You see, not what we thought you were gonna say. You see, yeah. Dan, like. <laughs> like seriously you're like oh, yeah you it was come see this you're like Stephen, come here check this out am i reading this correctly <laughs> he's like you didn't believe it was um it was a it was a, it was a rough evening i was really like i was literally going outside looking like like walking up and down the street after we got off i went out and checked it out while i was waiting for the the, the track to convert and i went out to check i was literally like in freezing cold weather like you know and i didn't bother like bundling up so i'm sitting there and Kevin! Well, they don't know their name. Kevin! They don't know their <laughs> No, the other Kevin. Kevin. Yeah, Kevin. Kevin number three. <laughs> so they're, they're, I'll send you guys photos after the show. They're really adorable, man. That's my weakness. All right. So the next one's going to be The Muppet Show, which uh, this is going to be seasons one through five. Woo! This is going to be, yeah, this is going to be, this is going to be huge, especially for any uh, Muppet Show fans, which I am a huge Muppet Show fan. So it is nice to see that they're adding these and to, to be able to go back and see this stuff is really cool. I'm starting it Friday and I'm not leaving my house until it's over. There you go. I can't wait. I'm excited. <laughs> so excited. Yeah, it's going to be awesome. Okay. It took so long, but I'm glad they have all the seasons. Because remember, we had previously talked about it where yeah. four and five were like never added to anything else. And now it's like we have the whole thing. Yep. All right. Uh, next up, we've got now we have the book of life. Uh, this is going to be where Manila sacrifices himself to save the love of his life and is transported to the land of the remembered, where he's reunited with his dead ancestors uh, as he strives to get his life back. I have not seen this. All right. Next up, we got Cheaper by the Dozen. Um, after agreeing to tend to his 12 children while his wife is away, Tom finds his life turned upside down while he is also trying to coach his football team. So this is like uh, Mr. Mom type of thing. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Only with like way more kids. Exactly. And, and then Steve Martin. Right. Which is also goes right into the next one. Cheaper by the Dozen 2, who is now a retired coach named Tom, <laughs> who, takes, <laughs> Tom. <laughs> who takes his 12 kids up. 
on vacation to relax and spend time with his kids before they're all grown up. However, they are soon drawn into a battle against his old rival. Eugene Levy's in that, I believe, right? Isn't he the rival? Eugene Levy? Yeah. 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 And Steve Martin's at the head, the lead in both of them, right? Yeah, he's the, it's the same. It's just, yeah. It, exactly. I love like, Steve Martin, man. Yeah. There's an original Cheaper by the Dozen. Oh, yeah, I love white. that. Or no, it's color. color. Yeah. It's color. I yeah, like I think it's how... like Technicolor, right? Technicolor. Yeah, Technicolor, which was way better than Color. Way the better. Well, and that's um, but that's all. That's what we got for uh, this week's Disney TV and Movie Minute. Great, thank you very much, Joseph. Yeah. Joseph, really? Nah, I'm sorry, man. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well, thank you for that. Joey. And now that's <laughs> going <you>. to bring <laughs> that's going to bring us to this week's edition of the Disney Dollar Game. So today let's welcome Maggie to the show. Maggie, how you doing? I'm doing well, Gene. How are you? We're doing great. We're doing great. We're happy to have you on. And uh, why don't you tell us a little bit about where you're from and where your love of Disney comes from? So I'm from California and my love of Disney comes from my family. Um, my first trip to Walt Disney World actually took place when I was three months old because that was kind of what my grandpa wanted to do with the whole family before he passed. Um, so every other year we get together at Disneyland for Christmas with my mom's whole side of the family. There are about 30 of us. Oh, wow. Um, yeah. So it's just a really nice way for us to be able to kind of forget about, you know, all of our daily problems and responsibilities and being able to get together as a family. So Dizzy has come become some sort of like a family legacy, you could say. Yeah, absolutely. That's, that's a beautiful thing. All right. So we get to the, the Disney dollar game. We'll have 10 questions. So I'll go over the rules real, real quick with you. It's uh, 10 questions. You get the first question right. You go on to question two. You get the second question right. You go on to question three and so on and so forth. If you get to question 10 and you get question, question 10 correct, you then win a $25 gift card. Okay. So first incorrect answer, first non-answer before the buzzer, game over. So you think you're ready? I hope so. <laughs> All right. Well, good luck. I'm rooting for you. Thank you. All right. So the, buzz, the uh, timer starts after the question is read. Okay. All right. So first question, who is Daisy Duck's boyfriend? Donald Duck. Very easy in the beginning. Don't, don't, mm -hmm. don't, don't get overconfident. <laughs> All right. Ready for question two? Yep. What color are Mickey Mouse's shorts? Red. All right. Okay. Ready for question three? Mm -hmm. What are the names of Donald Duck's three nephews? Huey, Dewey, and Louie. All right. Which two pavilions in Epcot World Showcase have, a, have rides? Mexico and Norway. Very good. Who has darker fur, Chip or Dale? Just throw a name out. Dale? No. <laughs> Dang. <Chip. laughs> I can never remember the difference between them. Nor can I. That's I probably would have gotten it. But you know, it's one of those things, if you don't know it, you might just, just throw out a name. It's a 50-50, unfortunately. Yeah. Um, sorry, I don't know it's Chip. But we do enjoy you having you on and, and having you as, you know, come on and playing. And, and we do appreciate you being a loyal, loyal listener. Just stay tuned. And, and you know what? When we, we start doing a uh, we recast for the next round of, of Disney Dollar Games, we'll, uh, we'll invite you back and we'll get a little bit further down this time. Thank you so much. That'd be great. Thank you. Thanks for playing. Bye, Gene. Bye. All right, guys, that's going to bring us to this week's Disney Topic Talk. And this week, we're going to be discussing some of our own personal Disney vacation traditions. Uh, so this is going to be where stuff that we only do that we might feel like is like a, our little like Disney rituals that we always have to do when we get on property. I know I got a bunch of little ones, some some we can't do right now because of COVID. Some we still can do. But what about you guys? Uh, where, where we want to go first? Someone want to raise their hand? You know, I'll go ahead and I'll, I'll, a tradition before we move down here, I'll talk about it in a second, is always riding Pirates of the Caribbean last. What surprises me about that is how often, when, even when we're at Magic Kingdom on the regular now, 
does Pirates of the Caribbean end up being our last ride before closing? It just, it really is such a perfect fit for us. I love it. Even when we, um, it was the last ride we rode before the shutdown. Yeah, too. before closing. Yep. Oh, wow. I don't know. It's a strange thing. We tend to just ride that ride last. It happens even now. It will, it'll happen. But right to us, time. it has significance. It's not just that yeah. we do it last. Like we yeah. have feels when we do it. And there's something really cool about going in there and nobody else is, because a lot of people don't ride that last, surprisingly. And so a lot of times yeah. we're alone and it does feel even better to hear the sounds and the echoes without voices around you. I don't know. I love it in there when no one else is there. It's cool. That's cool. That's cool. Yeah, I agree. It's, it is cool to go in there uh, when there's, when there's, I guess it, late at you know late in the uh, the night before they're right before they're closing. It is true. There's nobody there, which is pretty cool. We've done that quite a few times. Not purposely. It just kind of worked out that way. Not mm-hmm. Oh yeah. And, and, and there's something about Magic Kingdom specifically in the dark when it's dark out. That's there's, yeah. it's there's something like just I don't know, like intimate about it. Like I don't know. It just feels like special when it's like when lights go down there compared to the other parks. Just yeah. I don't know. I, I, yeah. But let me ask you a question for your traditions because you're locals now. Do you have your traditions changed or is it pretty much the same kind of stuff? Or did you find that certain traditions weren't able to really hold up because you're always there and you're not just visiting a week here, a week there? Well, they definitely multiplied. The issue is they just are all the time, especially during this time. I mean, that's one of the things that is hardest about being in the park right now is that there used to be a significant amount of variety but now you do kind of find yourself doing a lot of the same things over and over again and that's just fine that's enough for us but you know i think we we have a lot of the same traditions i mean there's there's some things that are seasonal too Mm -hmm. like when it's hotter you know we change how we eat where we go and stuff like that to this time of year when it's you know been so cold like 50 degrees yeah i love when you say that in some ways the festivals become tradition and the bands returning become tradition i mean Mm -hmm. you can't imagine how much i miss like flock of seagulls right now and christopher cross Mm -hmm. and all the bands that come and play here every year i love yacht rock yeah. yeah. You know, Christopher Cross, he is, you know, just a humble singer and songwriter. He never really bought into his like Grammy Awards and his Emmy Awards and everything. He still stood up on stage with a football jersey and a guitar and serenaded us with just his wonderful visions. So I love Christopher Cross. So you know what, though? I feel like he hasn't been the same ever since he stopped wearing his pants backwards. Okay. That album totally crossed out. Maybe he did jump and I missed the bus, right? That was him, right? I don't think so. <laughs> that wasn't him? <laughs> totally, yeah. Dan remember? is like, what the hell is Dan doesn't get it. You get the reference, right, Joey? Crisscross. Oh, yes, cross. It's a, different, it's a different crisscross, not the same crisscross. You get it. <laughs> Dan's like, Dan's like we get it. It took me a while to come around to it, but now I got crisscross. I'm like, yeah, jump, jump. There you go. Yeah. Dan's, like, Dan's like, we get it. We don't like it. <laughs> Dan's like, cut it out. No, those were some good years. I mean, I, I loved like Belle DeVoe and ABC and Other Bad Creation and all those. Like, oh, wow. Remember them? Of, all those groups come out of it. Yeah. yeah, the 90s, man. Motown Philly's back again. 
I was going to say, though, some of our traditions have changed because some of them are missing at the Mm -hmm. moment. That's going to happen, too. But What's some of those? For that way, when people come back. Oh, my goodness. Like, really, really missing going to Indiana Jones. Like, <gasps> oh, I love that stunt show. love to go when all of us are together and try and get one of us up on stage. Our daughter, Cadmium, was up on stage once. And it uh, was she twice? I don't know. <laughs> but she loves, love, or just loves that whole thing. So I it's, miss- it's not open right now, right? You said? No, no, it's really, that's the one show I'm really, really, really missing. And it's funny because when you're, when you're at Hollywood Studios, you really notice, cause you know, you can, when the, the show's going on pretty much anywhere around you hear the explosions yeah. and all the stuff going on. So, but I yes, feel like, I feel like they could do it. I mean, you could just go like every three rows or something, just do a limited access. It's outdoors. Yeah. yeah. You know, maybe cut off like maybe like one every three or four rows. Yeah, it's an. I'm sure it's another union dispute. Yeah, that's probably what it is. You're right. That's a good point. Yeah, and then another tradition that I thought about that we do is um, we definitely are the family that sit in there and sing along to the Carousel of Progress. So mm-hmm. you got to do that. Bumper. All of us really loud. No, I'm just kidding. But you have to get to your actual tradition that is always open. My tradition, my personal tradition. Please. It's the strangest. Okay. Literally every time we would have asked Every single time. Every single time. We head over to uh, Norway Pavilion and I have to go through the, the Gods of the Vikings exhibit every time. <laughs> and I have to touch like each one of the, the guys. I go like... I, I have I see Freya and Thor <laughs> and uh, Dan's like what? Yeah, I don't know why. I just I didn't even know there was that attraction. Oh my goodness, it's it's so awesome because they're in the tree, you know? They're like carved into the tree. And then I always get over to Loki, and every time I see Loki, I'm like, poor Loki. So I feel bad for him. <laughs> oh <laughs> she my gosh. Him. I can't wait for you to show me this. Yeah, yes. there's, there's also the seer. The in seer. There. And what I love about it, I think this is really cool, is that Freya on this tree that's carved is facing the seer. And so I feel like it's kind of like <laughs> saying she has like special power. And then there's seeing. like a ship like going into Valhalla on the mm-hmm. like horizon. I love it in there. It's really cool. So we could go get some school bread. Oh, the school bread is phenomenal. There you go. I love the school bread. I can't wait for the school bread. Bagels and locks. I want bagels and locks, guys. Right. right. Do you know any of this? Well, Gene's talked about the school bread. Yeah, school bread's really good. Yeah, I think we had a whole episode about it. I I think there was a part two to it, but it's phenomenal. It's really good. (laughs) Anyway. Joey, what about you? What's uh, some of you and Sam's traditions? Well, for Magic Kingdom, uh, the very first thing, and I know I, I don't even know if she ever mentioned this, but every time we go, the very first thing we do, we make pretty much a beeline straight to Haunted Mansion. We don't go to anything else. We just go straight there. And, you know, a big thing was that it's, it's Aiden's favorite. And it's become, you know, pretty much a family favorite. So the first thing we do is we go there. And generally it's a walk on at that point because, you know, like just this past weekend when we we were there for rope drop, uh, you know, just walked right in. The only thing, and as you know, is Tiffany and Brad were mentioning during COVID, some things are different. And it kills me that they just have all the doors open and you just go straight to the ride. So there's no, and and my favorite part of that by far is 
you know, hearing the whole theme in the beginning, I just, it's my favorite part of the ride really more than anything. So it does steal some of the thunder, but it's still a big deal. And then after that, usually I'll order something from, um, and right now I can't really, you know, order something from Casey's. I always got to get something from there, which is one of my favorites. And one of the other things that we'll do is going to Animal Kingdom when you're going on Everest. Now, obviously we want fast pass because I want to get on this thing, but one of my favorite parts of it is the... And I talked to Brad about this regarding Smuggler's Run over in, in Galaxy's Edge, but my favorite thing is the queue for Everest because I like looking at and reading all the actual material from, you know, uh, possible Yeti sightings and the oh yeah and stuff. I love that stuff. So it's just, it's so interesting. And I've been through it so many times and there's still tons of stuff that I have not uh, seen. Yeah. So that, that stuff to me is is one of my favorite things to do. But as I mentioned, honorable mention, the queue in Smuggler's Run is just awesome. Just all the theming and stuff. It's obviously a big thing that Disney does and always has done. Um, it's one of my favorite things that they do because they theme everything. So, I mean, those are, I mean, we have, like I said, there's just a bunch of them, but those are some of the main ones that, you know, that we like to do. Cool. Uh, Dan, Steph, what do you guys got? Well, we do have little ones. Like you were saying, like when we get there, I always have to go to Starbucks or some sort of Get a coffee. locker. We've talked about that. Yeah, get a locker, go to the bathroom, you know, do all that stuff before we start our day. But every trip, we always have to go, over, well, we always want to go take the boat and go over to Wilderness yep. for an okay afternoon have a little lunch at the picnic tables and we love their trading post gift shop we love it there's some they've got different stuff there oh yeah dan's mentioned the merch there yeah Yeah. Yeah, that's one of the things i've always said is all these places always have a couple things right you know even like port orleans where we stayed a lot Mm -hmm. There's a couple things in there that are different. And the thing about the lunch is kind of a new tradition where we always used to go over there on the boat and just kind of hang out because of river country. She had to go up to where it was and see how much she didn't see how much you could see through the fencing and stuff. I don't do that. But I want to say I don't have any videos of that on my phone. (laughs) He was so jealous of me because I was so tall standing on one of the rocks. I could see everything. Okay. I was on a picnic table and a chair. And, and I nothing. could see over there. Well, <laughs> the lunch thing is a new tradition. About a couple of years yeah. ago, we started actually going there right where the picnic tables and stuff are. It was on the so little fun because we usually yeah. do own food. And so we had like a little picnic because we have stayed at Wilderness, but we, we can't really stay there all the time. So yeah. we, we like to go over there and have a day of it. You could spend a whole day at Wilderness. I Of all That's the reasons. Great resorts, idea. Yeah. yeah people talk about a resort day, but I feel like that is the one resort that you really can spend. You horseback riding, you know, we just, we wish that train was still there. Early. Oh I yeah, know. for sure. The train early yeah. on, we actually got lost around <laughs> wilderness trying to get on the bus. And we were like way out on a frontage road. Like no I didn't know we what was going on and buses driving by. We were at the like back before they <laughs> got rid of, you know, river country before they put cement over it. We were like on the back end of that, like down the road. We had no clue yeah. as to where we were. It was weird. But sometimes that's the coolest thing is when you get lost in Disney because you kinda, you see some totally new stuff and, you know, you're safe. So it's just more like just finding your way. But you'll always run into some really cool stuff you didn't even know existed when you get lost somewhere yeah. in Disney. So, Gene, I got a, um, I got a couple of them. Some you can't do right now, obviously, just because of, of COVID. But um, just to run through them quick, whenever we always go, we always, our first park's always got to be Epcot. 
stop. As soon as we get there, we, we just check in. We don't even go to our room. We go right to, to Epcot. It's always Epcot the first day. And then um, every time we get to Epcot, I got to stop in the French Pavilion and I get my daughter. They sell every time you go, there's always a new character on it. The Eiffel Towers. That's like our tradition. Like Every time I go, whether she's with me or not, I got to get the new Eiffel Tower. And sometimes there's characters on it, sometimes there's not. There's always, they always got someone, some new one. She must have like like 10 of these things in her room at this point. And that's always, that's become a tradition, like a, like a daddy-daughter tradition. And our first dinner, this can't happen um, currently right now because they're not open. Our first dinner was always the flying fish. That was the first night that we stayed there. That would always be where we would eat our dinner. So some of those like that one you can't do. Some of the other little the little kind of things we would do is we always got to get a photo, me and my wife, at the gazebo, Seabreeze Point at the boardwalk because that's where we were married. So now every time we go, yeah. we have to get another photo of us standing at the gazebo. And sometimes we got to ask a stranger to just take our photo because sometimes if my kids aren't there, you know, it is what it is. So we got to ask some random to, to, to you know, to take our photo there, but we always get a photo in the gazebo. Another one we always do is, I don't know if you guys have ever done it before, the Illuminations Firework Cruise. Have you guys ever tried that? Oh. It's a boat that holds up about 10 people. You get on it at like the Yacht and Beach Club in that area by the by the big uh, lighthouse. And what it does is they take you, they'll, before the fireworks start, they'll take you around over to like Hollywood Studios and then they'll kind of walk, bring their way around and they finally get to Epcot and they go to like right where the International Gateway is and you get to see the fireworks show right from a boat and it holds up to about oh. 10 people. Unlimited snacks, soft drinks, waters, uh, chips, you know, you know, it, you can even actually, I've never done this before. I usually, I'm, I'm usually good with the, with the drinks and the snacks, but you can actually have it even have the dining um, sent there. They can actually bring dining from one of the restaurants to the actual, to the boat. You can, if you order that in advance. So it's really cool. If you guys haven't done it before, um, it's a really different experience, a good different take on the fireworks, but it's one of the things that we do pretty much every trip, even though it's the same thing. It's just like kind of just become the norm of what we do. It just, it almost makes the trip not feel like it's the same if they, if we don't do it. And then also our first ride, speaking of Epcot, our first ride is always the Grand Fiesta tour with the three caballeros that's got to yeah. it's always our first ride just because i love the i love the smell in there it's yeah. just and, and you know there's never a line you always hop right on i love the, the soundtrack to that ride is phenomenal i love it it's one of my favorite soundtracks mm-hmm. the, have you seen a duck um but yeah because usually when we get epcot we always do the countries first that's always our tradition is epcot countries first stop in france and then we work our way around and we usually never go to frozen ever after first because it's usually a line and we'll usually have a fast pass set up for that at one point later in the day always the first ride is the caballeros and uh we kind of go on from there but that's those are like to the point where it's almost would feel weird if we didn't do it that way like if we didn't if we ever went to future world first it would feel like the day is off like i wouldn't even know how to like really conduct myself you know what i mean yep um so it's got to be epcot like and we we go right from at the time when we'd fly the magic express to the boardwalk drop off you know we don't even drop the bags because they're, they're gonna be in a room we just literally go to the front desk check in and we just write we just hightail it to, to epcot try to get in there as soon as possible and again that illuminations firework cruise once they bring that back it's you got to do it. It's it's even if you do it once, you'll love it. It's such a cool experience. Um, it's like front row seats to the fireworks. You don't have to worry about crowds sitting in front of you. You get to sit in a comfy little seat on the boat, drinks and snacks unlimited. That's awesome. Yeah, and again, I never did the private dining. I may do it one day. I've never done that before, but I know that is a, a feature that that they have on that. So that's always been fun too. Really, but cool. um, yeah, I can't wait till they bring that back. You know, I mean, I know it's not gonna be illuminations anymore, so I'm sure whatever is gonna be the new thing is what they'll what they'll do. But yeah, you know what's also cool, and I know you guys didn't mention. I don't maybe. It's not a tradition to you guys, but it found it sounded very like just kind of like something that just sounded like a cool thing to do is I remember Dan and Steph one time talking about how they'll just kind of sit in a different spot in, in Magic Kingdom and just kind of sit there for like and just take it all in for like a half hour and just kind of hang out. 
I feel like that's something that I feel like we don't do because we're always, at least on my end, I can't speak for anybody else, but I feel like even with a lot of people, when you're in Disney, you're always kind of like, you got to get as much in as you can. Oh yeah, much, hustle, much bustle, can. hustle, bustle. But the fact that you guys can sit back and just take it all in, I feel like that's such a cool little tradition that I might even want to start in the future because a lot of times you, you, you miss, and we've talked about this before, but you miss so many things trying to do everything. You miss the little wow. things sometimes doing that. The fact that you guys can say, I'm just going to sit here. We're going to enjoy a snack. We're, you know, you know, I think you guys said you, we get your cookie and uh, the sugar cookie and you kind of just some find a place post up and just sit and just kind of like watch Disney go by for a little bit yeah, is so awesome, man. And it's something I want to do when I go back the next time is I, I really want to take advantage of it and just kind of say, this, I'm not saying you got to sit here all day, sit here for like a half hour, get a rest and just yeah. kind of like, just take it in. And that's yeah. one thing like, and that's why do you ever notice when you go and you're like, you're there, just like, say you're going to go for a week. And it's day one. You're like, all right, well, hey, we got seven days in front of us. It's going to be glorious. Yeah. By the time you got, and again, for, at least for me, by the time I'm getting to day four, I'm not looking at like, I have three, I still have three more days. I'm like, I only have three more days here. Like, yes. it's, like, like each, it's almost like I'm depressed at, at Disney, but I'm depressed because I know day five, I only have two more days here. Oh my God. It's like, where did the day I go? I know. And so, yes, the deal with me, I am bad about that. Oh, so bad. By yeah, day- I, it's like, a, yeah, I'm the same way. And, um, but I feel like what you guys do, taking it in, slowing it down has to help with that a little bit. And I feel like that's where I really want to do that next time. I'll be, again, I'll be out, I'll be down there in a, in a, in a couple of weeks and I kind of want to be able to take advantage of that. I definitely want to try that. Just grab a Mickey apple or something and just kind of hang out and just sit at the bench, maybe in the, in the circle on main street and just watch the world go by for a little bit. And, um, I think that's what I, I, again, you guys didn't mention, you mentioned it in a previous episode, but I feel like that's such a cool tradition to have just to kind of take it in, you know? And I think that's really one of the best things that any of us can do because we go, everyone that you try to do, there's so much to do with Disney that you try to do it at warp speed so you can get as much of it in as you can. Yep. When you do that, you're going to miss things. It's like driving down the highway. You know what? You're going to miss some of the, some of the sights that you can see. If you're going to drive down the highway doing 80 miles an hour, you're going to miss a street sign that you might need to hit. Same thing. So I, that's one of my things I want to add to my tradition and my future of Disney is to take it all in and enjoy it as it comes. You well, know? you know, I mean, that's all well and good, but Dan and Stephanie skipped one of their true Disney traditions, which oh. is blowing up the Disney bounding verse every time they appear. I mean, <laughs> <laughs> Great point. Yeah, you guys are pretty cool Disney bounders, man. I, I, we posted a picture. Your Mickey Mouse picture, your, your Mickey, when you guys, were, I posted that the other day. Uh, that's what my, I think I told you guys, it's my favorite picture of you guys when you dress like Mickey. Yeah, it's awesome. It's a tradition. And, and, but my favorite, my favorite Disney bounding of Stephanie is, I've said it a million times, you remember? No. The Dapper Dance. The Dapper Dance. I love it when you dress like the Dapper Dance. Like, I, I can look at the video. I wish you guys would do videos like that all the time. Like, next time you go, take, please go as a Dapper Dan if they're there. <laughs> well, uh, they'll be there. They so. Have- I, who knows but these days but and you gotta i, I need to see more uh, dapper dan photo bombing man i need okay, i need yeah. it no for my soul i just don't want them to get mad ah. they only could get mad because you probably show them up a little bit yeah i love the pictures they do look good yeah, yeah you guys if, if there's anyone that that when they're in the parks are having fun like five-year-olds it's you guys and it is so awesome well listen that's going to do it for this week's show, guys. Um, before we scram, let's do some thank yous and some announcements. Make sure you check out the Instagram at the underscore magical underscore lifestyle to find out how to enter this month's uh, Disney gift card giveaway. Uh, super simple to enter, so just go check it out. Follow the entry rules, and maybe you'll win the gift card. So there's that. Also have, um, our again, we've been talking about it for the last few weeks, our new Disney uh, dollar game. We'll be going on hiatus 
uh, after next week. Well, the last episode of this uh, version of it will be next week. And then if that will be all for about a month, we're not going to be doing it for about a month, but it will be coming back April 5th with all new rules, a bunch of new features to it that's going to make it um, a little bit more fun. It's going to require some strategy from the contestants. But I think it's, uh, I, I know me and Dan have been really kind of hammering away at how to make some cool changes to it. And we're actually going to talk um, this weekend, actually, to kind of even come up with some more ideas and just make it even more fun. And um, stay tuned for that. And also, if you want to enter and you want to join that, give us a, uh, a DM on the Instagram and we will schedule to have you do that. We're going to start, I think we're going to start recording those in about two weeks, Dan. Is that what we said? About two weeks. Yeah. So uh, definitely check that out and, and let us know if you want to be part of that. We already have a bunch of people already signed up. And then also starting March 1st, we will have a new official sponsor and partner of the show. So please make sure you guys tune in for more info about that. Uh, I don't want to give too much about about it away, but he will be or they will be our, our official partner slash sponsor going forward starting March 1st. And this person representing this sponsor will be on our episode March 1st. So, again, stay tuned. We don't want to give too much away. We're gonna, we want to give him a nice warm welcome on the first. So stay tuned for that. Also, let's thank today's sponsor, Ellie Mays Craft Company. Go check out her Disney themed products. Also, uh, let's thank Nick Walker. Uh, very cool dude. Check out his uh, podcast, The Little Justice Podcast. They talk about movies and pretty much everything, just pop culture in general. Really funny laughs. Make sure you check that out. And also, too, guys, nobody picked it up. We didn't announce last week's winner or this week's winner for last week's trivia question. And here's the here's the bummer. I can't even get to the screen that it has it on because it the name is on a Word document that I can't get to because I'm afraid to, to, to minimize our Zoom and mess it up. So I'm going to reach out to this person on Instagram and let them know I'll do it Monday, uh, today, this afternoon. And um, we'll announce you on the air next week. So you still get a little bit of chance. So we'll announce two winners next week. But yeah, so let's uh, let's say adios to the crew, to, the, to, to this group of banditos. Dan's a bandito. Look at him. <laughs> he's up to no good. I could tell. Yeah, got the arms <laughs> folded. He's, got the, he's, he's kind of pouting a little bit. I don't have my arms folded. <laughs> he's grimacing right now. All right, let's go. No, let's play. The, the, the Disney locals, Brad and Tiff. We're going to see you guys next week. Yeah, but you guys can check us out on Instagram and YouTube as years of years. And we have um, the Stay Disney. So come and check out some daily Disney history and yeah, we love stuff to have going it. on. All right. Well, yeah. thank you so much, guys. We'll see you next week. And uh, from sunny Miami, Joey, no, minus San Sam's today. But, uh, you know, she's. Uh, we'll, we'll see her soon. And Joey, thank you so much for stopping by today and being, being here. Awesome. Great show. A lot of fun as always. Can't wait to do it again. Also, you can always check us. You can always check us out on both uh, Instagram and Etsy at JSA Creations, and Creations is C R three D T I O N S. I love the spaceship ear, the spaceship Earth ears you guys just put out last week. Dope. Oh yeah, love them. They, uh, it's kind of funny for 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 three D shops that do these ears. You have to do the obligatory 3D spaceship ears. We just had not gotten around to it. And I was working on another design and I kind of started wearing it. I was like, you know what? Let me just do these Epcots right now. <laughs> get those. Let me <laughs> no, get them out of the- I love them, man. They look great. Thanks. Thanks. Cool. I, I appreciate it. So to the Westerners of the Midwesterners, Dan and Steph. <laughs> Bye. Bye. It was super fun. But check us out on our Instagram. Welcome <laughs> <laughs> <and> roll DW. <laughs> Wow. Yeah, how it was that? a lot of fun, but you know, check us out. <laughs> I want to know when I'm gonna get a new sandwich video, man. When do we get a new sandwich video? The people are clamoring. I need a new sandwich. When are you posting that? I I think it's gonna make its debut this weekend. Ooh. Oh, really? Exciting. Yeah, I know. Everybody's just on the edge of their seats. Yes. 
<laughs> and Dan's wearing an Elvis shirt, which is, a, a, mm. of course, a, a hint to what we can expect in said sandwich yeah. video. Very exciting. <laughs> well, like I'll say is I hope you uh, tune in on the video and everybody have a rip-roaring day out there. <laughs> um, but with that, guys, have a great day, a better tomorrow, and we'll see you next time. <laughs>